What's up, guys? This is the Kickflip Kid, Ryder Reed, and you're listening to the best damn podcast around, Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially in Cortland. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a preview. Well, not pre- Why did I say preview? Anyway, not a preview, not a review, not even actually technically an interview. We got a crossover episode, which is kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of interview. Yeah. With the not ready for prime time wrestling podcast, but I am your host. I am heavy. I'm Justin Summers. <laughs> <laughs> I've said heavy set way too long, so that sometimes I have right. to wean myself off of that one. But this is Wrestling Cheers, and we are brought to you by the Trending Topics Network, Midwest Territory, and Key on Sports. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.podbean.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, instagram.com slash wrestling cheers, email, if you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a crossover episode with Not Ready for Prime Time Wrestling, and we have, well, the guys from Not Ready for Prime Time Wrestling. We have Charlie Butters. What's going on, man? You've been on the show before. Yes, I have. And we have... uh uh, and Frank uh, himself. <laughs> He's flicking me off. Jared Jayhawk Hawking, for those of you who don't get the reference. <laughs> He's uh, blind as a bat. When he referees. Yeah. Just just like Anne Frank. So. <laughs> uh, Jay and Kylan Bob represent, yo. <laughs> Clerks 2. Yeah. Great movie. Yep. So how's it going, guys? It's uh, it's been a long day, but it's going pretty good. Yeah, because literally the one day in the next two week and the week previously that I'm not at one of my other two jobs. So. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. When you technically have three? Technically. So he's a ref and he can't even count. Well, you know, he only has to count to what, like 20 max? I mean... I- actually, technically four if you think about it. We're counting refereeing and podcasting in two separate jobs. Okay. Podcasting a job or a hobby? I don't know. He's, got, he's, got, he, hobby. he's got to deal with me, so it's definitely a job. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a hassle. Yeah, the, the, hardest, hassle. the hardest job I have dealing with this piece of garbage every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for what, last year now? Uh, year it'll, be, it'll, it'll be two years in September that we've been two, podcasting. Oh yeah. yeah, we're hitting 85 this week, I believe. Yeah. So. Like, I remember when the show was just being talked about at Mount Carmel uh, right before Abso. <laughs> yeah. It took another, like, month or two but like i still remember being talked about yeah we got everything together and we did the first episode and it was kind of not great and then we're like oh we'll save that for another one we'll do another one next week and throw that one up this is just a test run and we did it and it was all right but like the audio is nowhere near how good it is now um 
we were on a whole different like network. So like once we switched over to Podbean, that was a huge change that like really helped with a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know what else. What, what do you think? Yeah, a lot of growing pain, especially the first month to a year. We were trying to get our our voice and our feel, and yeah. still still learning the technical side of stuff. Like, ugh. I mean, you never stop learning. Like, I've been. I technically started off in 2011, just like recording on a computer with Audacity. Like, have like a some sort of headset, which just it had some conveniency, but like it wasn't really good audio wise, and like. Like you guys, I started out on uh, Block Talk Radio too, and that has such limitations. Even if you like what you guys are doing, you weren't recording on Block Talk Radio, but you were uploading. And I know their uh, upload limits and all that. Like it's it's much smaller than like well, Podbean is just, you know whatever. If you want to make it two megabytes, you want to make it two hundred megabytes. Like you can post it. So and like I know with me, I'm still learning. Like with within this past year, buying the H6. And a year or two before that, buying uh, my old H4, like, you're still learning, you're trying to get better. I think, like, there's people out there, I think, who obviously, they think they know what they're doing, and they think they're the best, but it's like, unless you're someone who's getting paid for it, and you're getting a lot of time, even some of those, like, they have someone editing it for them, and it's just Mm -hmm. like, when when you're, like, the, the main people doing it, like, that's, like, the real, like, learning aspect of it, and you're, like, you're never done. Yeah, it's like, uh... It's kind of why we picked our name, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling, because we're we're big fans of Primetime Wrestling with uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And uh, that's kind of what we kind of molded it after to start with. And then we're like, well, we're not ready because, you know, we're going to be real amateur at this for a while. So, like, it it's taken some time and, like, definitely learned a lot. You helped a lot I, when I had questions and stuff and uh i mean even just recently with the with our new stuff so it's been it's been i like it i like learning this stuff i like you know reading up on on all that and it's 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 fun and it just now being on wrestling cheers and like just that opening that whole door and like now i listen to like everybody else's podcast and i pick mm-hmm. up things that i like from other podcasts and stuff yeah. and try different things out and oh, it's it's nice it's real nice and i think that we're we do, do differ from a lot of play because we're willing to adapt and we're we're always trying new things. Yeah. And a lot of play because once they hit their they hit their formula real early, they don't want to deviate from that. And we're like, oh, let's just do this this week and see if this works. What the hell? Like, yeah, because like blog talk threw out some really weird numbers for us. So like, I mean, it was like we had one episode that said we have like six hundred listeners, and I'm like, there's no way. Like, we were two guys doing it with like this really crappy setup nobody's listening to this and then when we got on Podbean, you can see like some legit numbers and it's like okay this is more reasonable now i know like the expectation isn't as high so i think one thing with blog talk radio because like i first started on kind of a network on there and i had uh one of the shows that we had on there they did like like a, like a month of like olympic themed episodes and i think some of their tags were olympic themed and because of that and it was like right around obviously the time of uh whatever olympics that was their numbers were much higher and that made me go oh so there's sometimes people will might gravitate towards certain tags especially during hot periods but whether it's it's a genuine listen or not is is who knows my guess was they were just like putting it on to go to sleep too and like we were lulling them to sleep <laughs> so. no, but, we, but like one week it'd be like we've got 400 400 licking. we're like all right we're coming along the next week with like 18 we're like wait a minute there's no way 
and like we, we tried like staying steady on like certain subjects to see if that did anything no it was like it still bounced all over so we're like okay and then we started like i want to start throwing in reviews because you said you don't listen to watch alongs because you're driving and it's kind of hard if you don't know there's certain talents it takes to do the watch alongs like tony shivani just has this skill like you want to listen to him anyway but then on top of like some of his calls and like it's funny to hear him swear because like we grew up listening to him and he didn't swear and it's like kind of tab kind of like when everybody first heard um uh what's his face swear from uh full house bob saget bob saget the first time <laughs> you ever hear bob saget's like his stand-up <laughs> blew my mind the first time i heard it how dirty it was the best so, part like, about that the best part about you saying that if bob saget did the stand-up the really dirty stand-up well before he ever did full house but really, the shock should have been the fact that he was doing full help. And they and they called themselves the aristocrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, that that's kind of fun and, like, but it has its own thing. But, like, right around the time they, like, they would do a watch-along every once in a while, like, he came up to me and was like, hey, we should do this. We should do watch-alongs. Because, like, we'd only see each other when we go to wrestling shows. And we've been friends for what almost 12 years now something like that like been elite 10 so like we would only get to see each other a couple times a year so it's like well let's you know strengthen our friendship let's do this podcast Mm -hmm. let's get everything going there and then we see each other weekly build on that and i mean it's and and the funny part was i pitched to him and he wasn't sure about the concept and we pitched it to you and you weren't sure about the concept and then shivani did that first watch along and i'm like Shivani doing the concept I want to do. Listen to it. Let me know what you think. And that kind of what called him on it was Shivani okay. doing. Yeah, I listened to it the one day and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then like, but they were also like, he was picking his brain like on like, oh, do you remember about this? Or you remember about that? And then like, I didn't know who Conrad was at the time. Like yeah. now compared to then, like I thought he was just some crazy redneck hick and I couldn't stand the accent. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it doesn't even bother me. So, oh, yeah. And like, I, I enjoy a lot of that, but I, ha- I haven't listened in a while, but you still a cranky redneck hick, but you know, grappling. Right. So like, it was like a real foreign at first. And then I'm like, okay, I guess this could work. I mean, if they're doing it and then we did it constantly and I was like, well, let's try doing reviews. Cause then we can just kind of watch something throughout the week we don't have to sit for like two three hours to watch a show yeah yeah. and that'll cut down on time that might help people you know if they don't want to sit for three hours and listen to a three-hour show so and those started coming along and doing good and i was like man this is this is real cool so it also gives you versatility Mm. because i think that's one thing that i i like i love about wrestling chairs like we mainly cover aiw they're the best like a company in the area so they're putting out at least at the least one show a month so there's going to be preview and review sometimes there's obviously more than that so then like if people like the previews they can come into it people like the reviews they can come into it people like the interviews which is a nice little thing to fill stuff in like they can come into that too and i just i kind of want to get to do more interviews but i do love covering aw because it gives me something to cover because right. i know so many other podcasts that are like i don't know what we're going to do this week give us some like when i find any podcast on a like a more independent level that's like oh like send us questions i'm like you have no you have no content for the week which hey do your own thing but if those people don't reciprocate which sometimes happens because a lot of people just want to listen they don't want to participate right which is crazy for me because i'm a person that was participating but you gotta gotta know what to do with it that's why i that's why actually why wrestling cheers doesn't have any torp of crowd participation part because I know, like, I'm not, I don't want to sit there and try to pull teeth with people and, like, hey, like, send us questions, send us tweets, send us emails, or right. whatever. It's like, eh, like, 
people can send emails, which, you know, wrestlingchairs at gmail.com, but honestly, that only ever gets used for booking. Because, like, I will do something, like, for me, I'll op- openly say, like, I will, if I don't have someone's DM, and if their email is on their, their profile, and I want to get them on the show like a wrestler, mm-hmm. I'll email them. I'll send them, like, a business email saying, hey, this is what I want to do, because I want to come off professional. Right. So, yeah. Well, when I did, there. when I first did Pro Wrestling Weekend, we used Blog Talk Radio for that for the entire run. Well, we would, they had the phone number if people want to call in and take calls. Yeah. And we did that for a while. And it got to the point where the only people that were calling were doing prank call. We just stopped doing phone call. After yeah. A while. That is the issue with Blog Talk Radio. Besides, besides the, like, the, the quality is horrible. But I always say with Blog Talk, too, it's a great place to start. It is a great place to start. And I, and I got my foot in the door and I'm making good contact with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to badmouth them. Too much. I'm going to badmouth them because they did a lot of stupid stuff. But, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that price increase at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were, yeah, they, they were going to like double the price for what I was getting at the end, too. I'm like, you know, they're like. Pod being so much more, and it's half the price. Well, yeah. the, well, the funny thing is, it used to be more expensive. Yeah. At one point, uh, I think there was like, might have been a cap on it, but it was like 20 bucks. But then, like, with cloud um, memory and everything, all that, like, it kind of like started to go down. They went down, so then they start offering unlimited for ten bucks. So it's like, oh man, like. But the only thing that sucks is if you were a part, if you were a member, you had to get a hold of them to get your D. They didn't go, oh yeah, we have this new price. We're gonna, we're gonna unroll you. No, they're gonna continue to take that money out until you realize. Of course, that's the great business model. Because I, um, I had because that's what the Hollywood Report at the time was was doing, and then I was a part of a network, which I still technically am trading topics network, and they uh. We had a like a yearly subscription, and then we found out oh they lowered everything. So the main guy that we have like that runs the finance like he had to get a hold of Podbean like hey like no like we want we want this cheap price and, and it, like right now it's so worth it too. And if like if Blog Talk Radio was bumping it up, I think because most people get on there for a while then they get off. Not to mention their their uh, the whole ad stuff where they you know they throw in their ads mm-hmm. at the beginning of your show end of your show like that can get old quick. So. Pod, Podbean, Lipson, and there's another one I can't remember that I know is like really highly recommended, and I think they're all pretty much the same. I think the cheapest package on Blog Talk when we I went on the forty dollar plan, which is the cheapest one. They were getting ready to bump that up. Is that what it was? I thought it was like twenty five. No, they were uh, bumping it blog, up to like forty. No, Blog Talk. Blog Talk was thirty nine ninety nine, which I I because they're giving me the unlimited bandwidth every month, so I okay. dealt with it. But okay, I even remember when I think it was Blog Talk. They uh they changed their free level. They they changed it when I started paying for it. It was you do a two hour show for free, one show a week or whatever. Oh, okay, and I did that for a while. And I was like, you were going to go down to thirty minute top. I'm like you can't even do a show in thirty minutes, ninety five percent of the time. Like, uh, what are you going to talk? Depending on your content, you can. But is it just thirty minutes? Because they also they always had that that run over time, where it's like you would be live on the website for. X amount of time, but then you had this, which a lot of people would advertise. But if you called like a number, you could listen in and listen to another fifteen minutes to another half hour. They were doing. I I know when I was paying for the unlimited time, if we booked like two hours and went over, we had a run over, and that near the end they even stopped the run over. We were even the people that were calling in were getting cut off. But. Oh god, yeah, that's so bizarre. Yeah, but I would. The only thing that I liked about Blog Talk besides like the. Uh, I mean, it was easy to have people call in. You had a soundboard that you could use and, and upload. But then again, depending on their connection, your connection, like sometimes hit hit a button and like it might not go off at all. Or um, what was the other thing that it, 
Yeah, we did our own commercial for a while, and half the time they wouldn't play off that soundboard. Yeah, like I was so happy when I and the funny thing, I got like the Ohio Indie Report when like I started on Podbean, and it was only because I didn't want to start up another account on Blog Talk. I'm like, I'll just upload it and do it this way. And now it's crazy because like a lot more people are like going to like Podbean and all this stuff. And it's oh, the only thing I was gonna say, like going back to it. You don't have to edit on Blog Talk. And I think that's what keeps some people, oh, I'm going to have to learn to edit and all this. Stuff. So they stay away from it. But it's like, oh, you get better. Like, I feel like when I, di- when I didn't edit, like, I was okay. But the more and more I edit, the more tricks I found, the more I could make myself sound better, the more things to look for. It's, I don't know, it's so worth it. Yeah, Jared did all the editing to begin with. And in like the last ago. couple months, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like <laughs> once that started happening, I kind of took over, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. This is all right. Yeah, and three computer, well, three computer, like good month, I think it was finally. Dude, you are just like the one that was when I got started. I had that thing for a couple of years. Okay, it's it dying. It's not a big deal. And then I bought a brand new one, and like three times in eight months, the thing went down. The point, okay, the freaking lemon's gonna buy another one, and that one went down. It went, technically, it went down one, but they kind of back to me messed up the second time when I had to get it off. Like, yeah, I'm done. I'm just. What porn sites are you going to? I'm not. <laughs> He's not, quote unquote. He's winking at me. Not a, not anymore. Any, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I don't go to porn cooking anymore or any of that. CookieMonsterLove.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I think with me, like, I'm, I'm trying to how many laptops I've been through. Luckily, like, my two that I have. I've had since one I bought at the beginning of 2014, and then I was an idiot. I left like when I was over the road. I left it on sleep, and I had it like sitting vertical, like in my truck. And then like while I was on sleep, like it, like they ended up like messing up the hard hard drive or something or whatever on it. Took it to a friend of mine to get fixed, and then like while I was on the road, I bought a cheap like two hundred dollar one. It's still like both of them are HPs. And then when I ended up getting the other one back, I'm like, oh, I got two. Oh, okay, cool. Just. I think one is used for like all my music, and the other one is more used for editing and everything. That's the my main one. Like mine, I got from my mom. She got like a top of the line one, and uh, when she passed, I got it, and it uh, it's it's still going. It's almost eight years old, and I'm like, I was looking at maybe getting a Mac, and then I saw Mac prices, and I'm like, can I get a used Mac? And then I started looking at those, and I'm like, I don't know. They're like. They're like Mario games. They like they never go down in price. If they do, actually, something even go up. The only reason I even looked is because uh, Stacy actually mentioned that he was using Mac and that it everything works so fast on there. And I'm like, that's kind of I don't use my laptop for anything but specifically podcasting. So like that might be an option. And then I'm like, if I'm only using it for that, I can't justify the that price tag. I. I halfway looked into Mac, like I really want one, but I think I know they're expensive, and I'm so used to like running a lot of stuff on Audacity, like I can't imagine having to learn how to use Rock Band. That's more my. You don't, but you can stubborn. use Audacity on. on do, do they have a Mac? I thought they didn't yep, have a Mac. They version. do. That must be newer. I saw it the other day. That's why I was actually looking because it says that they they can do Mac, Linux, and uh, Windows now. I, re- <laughs> I remember the first time I bought a Chromebook. <laughs> I, I bought it because I was like, because I mean, I was like about 200 bucks. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty good for a laptop. You know, 
I just want to use it for editing and all this stuff. I literally got home, opened it, found out I couldn't get Audacity, threw it back in the box, stuck it back. <laughs> I was like, nope, not for me. You and half the population in my area, because when I worked for electronics at Walmart, that happened constantly. So then we had to start like telling people, hey, this is a Chromebook. It's not a regular laptop. You can't add programs to it like that. And that would usually move them to the actual laptops. Yeah. But they, they were all about the tiny size and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is just to go online and browse the web. It's not to do anything else. And do like app-related shit. You can do, yeah, there, there, there are some apps. Like I was looking at getting a Pixel book because I'm a Google guy. I like all the Pixel mm-hmm. stuff. And like they're, they're discontinuing those now. So I'm like, well, never mind. I'm glad I didn't buy one because now they're they're not coming out with anything new after i think it was like last year this year or something so really as far as i knew like as far as just like the computers themselves obviously like the phones and stuff we're still getting new phones but i would figure they i don't know i'd figure they'd keep it because the weird thing is like i'm definitely an apple guy i've not really been a big fan of a lot of android stuff like i have two android tablets well had one I gave to my girlfriend, and then we both got iPads, and so we gave that one to her mom. And then when I first started doing the the mobile recording and stuff, I found a cheap MacBook that I could plug stuff into. Just because I was like, ah, it's like it's it was cheaper than going the route that I end up having now. Mm-hmm. So I had that, and like that now, it's like it just sits in my office. I don't I don't use it for a damn thing. Like, but the Pixel, like when the F, the first Pixel phone came out, I was like, ooh, like. I'm an Apple guy, and I kind of like it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. With a that. lot of people that are Apple like fans usually have gone to Pixels. I've heard some go right back to Apple, which I get. Like you, you're used to that ecosystem. And what I like, what I think is really unique about Apple is, yeah, a lot of their features come out later than like what when Google or anybody else comes out with Android comes out with stuff. Mm-hmm. But their stuff always works, and it works flawlessly by mm-hmm. the time that it comes out. Like it goes through way more beta testing or whatever to come mm. out okay and like I, somebody who never did apple tech before <laughs> 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 but then at the same time like being able to like have your ipad have your phone have stuff go to them and work between all that have that that ecosystem is really mm-hmm. cool and i was hoping google was gonna move towards that with their pixel products mm-hmm. and I, I just i don't see it happening i don't know if they can figure out a way to make that all uh come together for them but i like my pixel phone and i'm getting the new pixel when it comes out this year so their cameras are like amazing it it almost kind of reminds me the thing that kind of it doesn't annoy me but you know how it's always like oh apple versus android like Mm. oh like when i hear a lot of people's like quote stereotypes of apple he's like oh everybody has a crack screen i'm like i've had four i uh four three iphones now yeah three iphones none of them have had crack screens you know why because i was smart and bought like otter boxes and screen protectors the same kind of people that have like an apple or have an iphone have a crack screen are the same ones that would have bought an android and still would have had a crack screen right. into it. it's the person not yeah the, not the yeah and i think it, it it's not it shouldn't be apple versus android it should be uh apple versus samsung because just saying android is this is wide array of products right and there are some like budget phone android phones that are just like dollar store budget yeah, yeah. garbage and i'm like you're telling me that's better than an iphone fuck off now right. if you say sam because that's what everybody really goes to and it's like well my samsung oh no no you mean apple versus samsung because that's the real battle and i used to be a samsung fanboy but they have so much bloatware on their stuff when i went to my google pixel 
no blowware, no, no, none of that shit. It's strictly Google, and it's gorgeous. I love it. I'll, I'll probably, if I ever switch to anything else, it will be Apple. Mm-hmm. But I don't see my. I mean, I, I'm so happy with it. I don't see that happening. But if I ever did switch, it would definitely be to Apple. I won't go back to Samsung or to any other Android. It's either Pixel or I'm going to go Apple. So. Yeah, and Google, you can send that check to Charlie Butter and <laughs> Caro, not ready for prime time reckless. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like that's the thing that I, I know that just really annoys me with with all that kind of stuff. Because like like you said, like Samsung. I mean, that's like where it is. But I actually wouldn't mind seeing like Google kind of like adopt some things from Apple, like that kind of like they're, they're keeping like there. a good environment. Like, yeah. I, they're getting there. It's like it's a slow process, but I'm 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 totally fine with like them taking the time to make sure it all works yeah so i don't have a terrible experience like samsung will throw out all this new stuff and my biggest thing with samsung i'm I'm just gonna shit on samsung now so (laughs) their phones now look like remote controls like they're they're long like a remote control they're not like i like the 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 wider phone like i have big hands and i think that's the big thing is like people will want to use it for one-handed and then the longer phone you can do that easier than the wider phone i like the wider phone personally myself like i like having that bigger screen it just looks bigger and it just looks i don't know like a phone to me like samsung's look like a, a thin like remote control that controls like your 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 blinds or whatever in like a rich house <laughs> or some shit it, it bothers me like a lot of people i know have them and i'm just like i hate those ones and the curved screen is annoying because then you can't get a proper screen protector uh, i know they sell them now like but like the otter boxes uh, most of them don't come with the built-in screen protector on those because it's curved it's it's ridiculous do they have like any type of tempered glass thing uh, they do but it doesn't fit with the otter boxes as far as i know at least when I was still selling the stuff, I haven't sold a phone in over a year. I'm, I'm I now make explosives for the government. So, because <laughs> I know when uh, what was it when I bought my phone about almost two years ago? This is the first time I've ever seen anybody do this. I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Um, it was I bought from Sprint. They gave us an OtterBox and they gave us a tempered glass screen protector. And what they did was is they tore that OtterBox uh, sc- their screen protector off. And then put the actual tempered glass on. Like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. I would just rip the screen protector off, period, because I didn't like the feel of it. <laughs> I want to protect my screen, so I was like always fine with it. But now with like with what I have, the tempered glass and the, the plastic case, it's my phone always feels new. My uh, I always would rock a case like an OtterBox case, but I'm always conscious of where I put my phone or like where the gla- where the screen is. Mm-hmm. So I've never had scratches on my screen ever. Like I've always been super conscious of that. And I mean, my first ever smartphone I had was like this little tiny Aria phone. I mean, it was tiny, tiny. It was literally, I mean, and I dropped it in the bathroom at work. My first at Walmart within my first week and cracked the screen on it. And (laughs) that was the only time, like after that happened, like I would still wake up having nightmares that I cracked the screen on my phone, <laughs> like freaking out. I cracked the tempered glass on my last phone at one point. Like, how do I even do this? <laughs> like, that's the feet perfect of the tempered glass. Like, how do I even do this? I've seen people put a life proof on their phone, walk out of the store, come back 20 minutes later, and the screen shattered underneath of it. Stuff happens. Like, no matter what you do, it can break. But, like, 
I don't know how she did it. It, was, it still amazes me. She still has the phone to this day, but she literally only had it for like an, a, a, less than an hour and cracked the screen on it in a life proof. Wow. So I would tell customers when they demand the life proof case, I'm like, that doesn't really help if you drop it. I was like, I've seen somebody drop it and crack the screen in 20 minutes. That's nuts. And they're paying $80 for those when you can just get an otter box for like half the price. And it's bulkier, but are you really going to drop it in water more than you're going to drop it on concrete? Like, I don't know. You're going to lose it in the snow for a month? (laughs) You shouldn't have a phone if you do that. The people that surprise me are the ones that don't have like any type of otter box or they're cave. brave souls. Like it's whether in between like me being I know I'm clumsy and then like my my hands will get sweaty. No, like it just like looks like a fucking greasy mess on my phone. I'm like ah, I've done it from time to time when I'm at home. I won't go anywhere. Like I put some type of case on it when I leave the house. At home, I used to really like not having it on there because the phone is made to be fit comfortably in your hand and it's sleek and it feels different i I really like at home i would just like have the phone naked at home and then i would just put a case (laughs) on when i was leaving so like i did that for a while but now i just keep a case on it all the time it's just easier than fighting getting it in and out of a case all the time so that probably boggled boggled my mind calling the phone even in fact i have to have the road cool phone when you're gonna put a cake over it anyway if you're smart like what a matter you're gonna see like a little tiny sliver of it on the back or or the apple phones have the cutout for the apple logo nothing really yes i am surprised who's that by otterbox really that's like it's a like the back of my phone does not have uh, that I did it, my old one did, and that then I went the to buy silliest a new one. thing to me. Like that was like the biggest like, look at me, I got an apple because like but. it had the whole thing cut. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a hole cut. Like shit's gonna get in there. Like that you're not helping anything. You're just bragging that you have an apple by having a hole cut in your case. Like <sighs> that's why I'm happy when I got this. Too. It's 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 like it's the defender, and then it was like right called like rugged or something. Like mm. I was like, oh cool, like. Maybe a bit more protection, and I'd seem like there wasn't. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking need that on there. Like, no, still the same. Still the same. Such phone. a silly bragging thing to me. Like when I, I just, but that's how you could tell the difference on the phones. Like you knew, it, I could tell just from the cases on when they were on the shelf which phone they were for because Apple's all had that hole cut out to show off their logo. So, but hey, man, that's branding, and people like live by it because of just the branding alone. Like they don't use half the features it can do, but. See, like, I always got that with when it came to Google and everything, or just Android. People are like, oh, my God, Android phones are so much better. I'm like, because you can play an emulator? Cool. Like, because I know that's the one thing that a lot of people are just like, oh, you can do this, you can do that. I'm like, do I need that, though? Uh, The big thing when I first got into looking at getting a smartphone was that Apple made you pay for your ringtones, and and you could just download them on Android. I don't know if that's still the same now, but... You can make your... Dude, I've made ringtones for... Actually, ever since I... No. Technically, I used to do it way before smartphones, but then I found out when I learned how to do podcasting and everything through Audacity, Mm -hmm. I just make my own. I've been making my own for years, just like, oh, like... For example, I'll use my girlfriend for her uh, ringtone right now. There's a video you can find online. It's like this, um, was it a gopher? Or no, I think maybe a prairie dog where he's going, Alan, Alan, Alan. It's uh, it's like something on the BBC where they uh, take all these like animal videos and like mm-hmm. put like like voices to them. Okay. And like she loved that video. So I ended up like taking it, just making it into a fucking ringtone. But the only thing is, is it is more complicated. And I'm curious to see with the new 
uh, updates that I know that's coming. Uh, like I had to make it, put it in iTunes, put it on my phone. Like I can't like just download right. a ringtone. Like okay, it's there because I know all my older phones before uh, before that used to like I can't remember. There used to be a couple like really good websites you could just download them instantly like onto older phones, but that's that seemed like forever ago. <laughs> Yeah, technology moves fast, man. Can't remember the last time I even looked for a ringtone on the thing, much less downloaded one. Yeah, I go stock anymore. I'm I'm old. <laughs> like I have a handful, but I I I'll still make them, but it's like rare now because I I have a crazy list of like because I'd go in like oh I like this I like this I like this and there's like I have I'm trying to think of a ringtone I have on there that's like so dated. I had the technically the raw general manager one because like it was obviously the the Apple tone just blink, mm-hmm. but it went always would go blink blink. Right. So I like made one that that did that, and I had one that says like, uh, I think and Michael called the end of it like, may I have your attention, please, or something. <laughs> That's awesome. I used to have a tech tone for a friend of mine who was Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory going, "Got your back, Jack. Bitches be cranky." <laughs> I had a few Big Bang Theory ones that I made for people. Uh, my ex for a while, her uh, text tone was Queen Penelope AFK. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Actually, Jared's from for mine right now is Ric Flair's Woo, <laughs> and then I downloaded last night the opening bit from from Cheers for yours because we just uh, <laughs> yeah she's <laughs> Karen is playing with yeah a tote bag she likes it apparently and my fiance locked her phone the other day she's like can you call my phone so I can find it yeah sure no problem I call her phone and I'm kind of waiting for it I'm hearing it ring on my end. And the next thing I hear is that Death Mosquito song. I'm like, that's my fucking ringtone? Death Mosquito? What the hell? <laughs> it could have been worse, I guess. How? Uh, it could have been like your annoying fiance is calling or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. I would have accepted that. That's good, been- good natured ribbing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she likes me. I'm afraid to give my ringtone call for people that don't like me. What the hell? The thing, like, because my girlfriend is so, like, I don't call her technology illiterate, but when we first started dating, like, she didn't really understand how to use apps. Like, if she wanted to, like, pay a bill, uh, like, her phone bill, she would just pull up the browser, go to the the website, website. and I'm just like, you know, there's these things called apps, right? Like, we started dating in 2016, beginning of 2016. So... That technology had been out for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like we just got iPads, and um, it was actually I can't remember it was yesterday or the day before. She's like, I can't find my phone. She's like, she's looking everywhere for it. the things. Like I, I love, love my Apple Watch because I can, I can ping where the hell my phone is because that's with it being like a black case. Right. Uh, you just put it upside down in the wrong place. It's just gonna blend in with something. So I just like right. I hit the ping, go find it. And now that she actually has another Apple product, I can go. Like, I just told her, I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, come here. She's like, what? I'm like, and I grabbed her iPad. I'm like, find my iPhone. Like, pull up the app. She's like, and then, like, I taught her how to use it. And, like, she hit it. And I'm like, see? Like, you don't need me. Like, especially, too, because I'm like this. Like, my phone's on silent all the time, especially with the watch. Like, everything will go to that. I don't really need much, much else, but technology. <laughs> like, you can find it. Some like, people easy. are just comfortable without it, man. That's. I, I used to like really rag on all that, and now I'm just kind of like I'm more laid back about it. I'm like, whatever, like you'll you'll do what you're gonna do. Like, I don't know. I used to have hot takes all the time. I really don't have them anymore. I'm kind of just like whatever. Like our 
our political stuff that we will not get into yeah. on the like on our, all the way and i'm just like whatever like we knew this was coming like let's just <sighs> my, my my take for everyone on a even even the actual politic would just become idiot like uh read this and Nick will tell you everything you need to know oh that's wrong on the u.s government website dude that's, like that's, it's not a political no. belief at this point and like, the the point that i brought up is like there's people and I've, I've heard of this where you know they'll Go to a doctor and they'll be like, well, you got this. I'm like, well, WebMDs, like you're going to dispute your doctor versus something you looked up online. I'm going to go to the ER because I have a slight headache. No, I'm not going to get my kid vaccinated. But this study online said this. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> going in hard on anti-vaxxers. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tricky one. I guess that's a hot take. There you go. I'll read a lot of people's like hot takes online anymore and I'm just like, shut up. No one cares. Dude, how about I threw out one randomly in December of last year, and I was at an AIW show, and all of a sudden I started getting <laughs> hardcore shit from, like, a wrestler about it. Like During Jaylet, no less. No, it wasn't during Jaylet. Are you sure you walking Jaylet? It was during Gauntlet for the Gold. It, my phone started blowing up during the yeah. Gauntlet for it. I'm like, what is this? Like, okay, I'm allowed to have an opinion. You made money off the show? Cool. Whatever. I don't care. I, I think it's stupid still. Yeah, oh. people, people could definitely have opinions. I'm always fine with that. There's there's some people, I swear, like, all they want to do is, like, throw out hot takes. And, like, anytime I read anything now that's just, like, they try to, like, just grandstand something, like, this is better than you or this. I'm like, shut up. Just stop. So, like, I kind of, like, threw out in response. Because I threw a hot take recently because I really do believe it. Because I've, I've heard people just say, like, oh, Taco Tuesday's basic. And I'm just like, tacos are fucking basic. Everybody <laughs> likes tacos. Man. I like tacos, but... Like, the, like this crazy popularity of them. It's just like... Apparently there's a show on Netflix. I have not found it yet, but or I've only looked like one time. It's called... Um, uh, what is it? It's Taco something. Uh, what the hell is it? My memory is really bad. Um, but anyway, the whole premise is they they go to different places and they, they, they talk about tacos and like the different types of tacos where they come from like the region and why they're made the way they're made oh, okay and that's i think it's called uh the the taco chronicles i think is what I it's think called I heard about that and uh yeah so i was like i want to check that out because it'd be interesting to learn like why this taco is made this way like it's probably some stupid reason or like it has something to do with like the way like the agriculture is there but i want to know it's interesting i'm a nerd like that like it makes sense it sounds like me. chinese food yeah because like how supposedly there's i mean there's so many different like areas of china where like if you actually get authentic chinese there's like different areas different recipes to where there's a reason why things are made the way they're actually i've never thought about that with Mexican food or or whatever but that makes total fucking sense no but yeah like i remember you had mentioned something about like um in your fave five like hot takes and i'm just like i always thought about that for a while and i'm like man i need to write down some hot takes and i'm like i really don't have any like I kind of just go with the flow, man. Like I'm at the point. I'm at the point. My hot take is respond to somebody with "You're an idiot." Like, that's my hot take anymore. Like, my uh, my favorite hot take is the series finale for How I Met Your Mother is absolutely perfect. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, you, we've you been, are completely we've, wrong about that, by the way. But we've been meaning to get into this. This has been going hold on, hold on, on at wrestling me, shows. Let me make the sign. Prove me wrong, <laughs> and I will actually. I'll prove you wrong of how everything is right about it. Number one. The plan was from at, at minimum the beginning of the second season. Okay. So there was a there are definitely a lot of 
clues that you're going to get this. There's a part in the middle of the series where Ted and Robin make a pact that they're going to get married if they are both single at a certain age. Number two, the show is called How I Met Your Mother, not How I Got Married and Lived Happily Ever After with Your Mother. During the eighth season, my ex that I was dating at the time, she brought up a really good point. She was like, why is Ted telling the the kids the story? And I was like, well, well, what do you think? She's like, I think the mom's dead because they would have gone to their mom of like, you know, how did you meet dad? And they probably know everything like after they got together. But they, they're, why is he telling this story? Why is he sitting him down and make sure he's telling this lengthy story of how he met the mother? Yeah, I kind of had, I kind of had the mother being dead way ahead of time too, and I was okay with that part of the ending. Yes, that bit to me, like, okay, he he can mourning. That's why he telling this long drawn out thing. He My guess was that they were going to switch it halfway through the series, and then it was going to be the mom doing like her half, and like did the mm. like flipped everything. I I didn't really watch the show till after it was done and they started putting like oh, okay. and I could binge it all so like I had heard what the ending was at that point but I still mm. was like excited to go through everything okay um but yeah continue and I, I I've pretty much made my point at that point like I, it came, came off like okay he can mourning maybe the mom just died that white going on this long drawn out thing I think the thing is is it's hard to like tell the story of how long it been since mom died? Well, actually, there's a line where it's just like, oh, I think she might have, the daughter might have said how long it's been. But somebody mentioned it somewhere. I do remember that. Yeah. Like someone could say, like, I've been mourning for seven years, but like just hearing that. Yeah. It's like, okay, like what's, you just hear a number and you don't think about it. But actually, you think, where were you seven years ago? What was your life like then? How have you changed? And I think if you really look at the story, it, it starts with how he met Robin. And then within the last episode well like, technically it was a two-parter but around there is where he officially lets go of robin he, he basically told like how all this stuff also the thing they were incompatible because she wanted she wanted to do her did, career and do her traveling and he would yeah. he wanted he wanted to cattle down and he wanted kids yep she at that time she just didn't want kids we find out later she couldn't have kids right. but even when they mentioned she couldn't uh she didn't uh want kids but he's like but Aunt Robin loves you. Right. It's like they really hammered a lot of stuff with Robin. Like I had like – this is to me is one of the most saddest stories ever is uh, I had um, almost the whole course of the show had a friend of mine who uh, met someone, got married. And like we had this huge thing of like always talking about how I met your mother. And um, my friend's wife was always adamant of like it better not be fucking Robin. Like so many times she's like if it's fucking Robin, I'm going to be so, – like if she, Robin's the mother, not like the – if everything happens, yeah, so like, wait, it did. Okay. Two months after the show ended, she passed away. Oh, no. And, like, I was like, well, at least she got to, like, see the story. And, like, that was something, like, really, like, we had to have, like, one more, I think, conversation after the show had ended. But, like, um, that was that whole thing of, like, she was like, better not be the, better not be fucking Robin. Well, well they, they telegraph either Kinkin 1 or Kinkin 2, what even the name of the mother was. Mickey Meat, that stripper. Got mm-hmm. the fake yeah, name, yeah. and then he like, gave your girl, na- and they give your girl name. I'm tricky, and that guy met your mother, and the kid went, "What?" Because they obviously knew the mother's name. Yeah, yeah. Because they tell they telegraph what the mother's name was, and like even one, if you were paying. Can I attention. just point out it's really fucked up that he told his kids about all the times he hooked up with people, and how like all their aunts and uncles screwed all the time, and like how yeah. horny Uncle Barney was the whole see, time. Did like, you see the trailer they made right before the final game? No, they've they've got the actual kid, but they're grown up now. But they've been eight years right. into it, and he and it's dark off. You hear yeah, Bob Caggett going, 
I need to tell you about the bet fell off of her head, and the kids were like, Dad, you've been telling the story for seven years. Stop. Yes. The only the only girl I have seen in seven years is my sister. I'm starting to think things. Like, they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <there> is... <laughs> and, 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 I mean, you're right. If you go back and watch the show now, and I still love the show. Yeah, they did plant the seed. But by, like, he can kick, Robin would go unlikable at that point. Yeah, you're at the point, like, I'm I think glad it's just, I think, just, I think in Hollywood in general, it's all, it's hard to write female characters and make them likable because it's so rare that you find them. Like, unless they are the main character, characters are just, I mean, like, if you look at, like, Breaking Bad, um, there, there's a handful of other ones. The female characters, like, that you're supposed to, like, like and, and, and agree with. Mm-hmm. You fucking hate. They're miserable. You, they're annoying. They're they're terrible. And you go back and watch it again. Like the first time I watched Breaking Bad, like I watched it. I think it was like three seasons by the point I started watching it, like going through everything. And I hated her. But if you watch it again now, I'm like, she had every right to do what she did. <laughs> like he was being the idiot, and she was just acting normal but like just the ways their certain characters are written i think it's, it's just a hard thing like even in daredevil and some of the other shows the female characters are just they're not they're like almost like an afterthought they're just not written well enough and then it makes them unlikable because they're just like they're bland and just annoying mm-hmm. when they're on screen and i think that's a big thing they need to work on like i really don't feel that way about male side characters when the female characters in the lead like if you look at Veronica Mars, one of my all-time favorite shows, female lead, lovable all the way through, male side characters, her dad, couple of these other guys she dates or whatever, and I liked most of them all the way through and enjoyed the certain characters. I never had a problem with with it, so I think it's just they just can't write for, for women as a side character. But then you look at the Robin character on How I Met Your Mother, like... She agreed that she's going to break up with her boyfriend to be with Barney. Barney breaks up with his girlfriend to be with her. She ends up not going along with it. But she's showing herself to be a bitch there. Later on, she's getting married to Barney, and she's like, I, sh- I should leave Barney and be with Ted. Like, yeah, she's being a bitch like the last three or four in At that point, you're just like, I'm so glad these two don't end up together. Maybe she's just confused. I don't call her a bitch. Maybe well, she's wedding, just confused. The wedding, the wedding I can kind of get, wedding jitter <laughs> and that kind of thing, but. She's Canadian, so. Yeah, Robin Sparkles, man. Like, <laughs> come on. Uh, she did have that unhealthy obsession with Paul Schaefer. I mean, they're all kind of little thing in there. <laughs> the, my favorite running joke of the show, because they didn't always like put a spotlight on it, but if you knew the joke and you paid attention, it was always a good chuckle, was the fact that they always referred to a smoking joints as like sandwiches. eating sandwiches. Sometimes you would just see someone eating a sandwich in a flashback, and they're not like... Trying to make it look like he's smoking, he's just like, oh, I'm like sitting here and like having fun. And then, like I say, if you just pay attention, like, oh my god, like there's a reference they're not even like putting a spotlight on. But if you get it, you get it. Well, even like sometimes they would do the flash forward, like they would flash forward where they're at a Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, and Marshall, you can like give it a carpet turkey, <laughs> and then come and point it out after the fact. You know, Marshall's dad walking in that game, and then like two games later, they killed off his dad. Like shit, like that. They, they really put a lot of thought into a lot of that. Yeah, there's. Man, I never got the, got the whole sandwich thing. I got I kind of need to rewatch all this now. Like. Yeah, because they when they first introduce it because the, the, he doesn't want to tell his kids that they're they were he was smoking weed, but they obviously make it like, be like it's a joint because obviously the size of a sandwich. So like they're eating a sandwich and they're like they're like eat it, holding it in, and then like like chewing on it some more or something, and obviously a big spotlight. But then like maybe a, a season later, 
they, they'll do a flashback scene of college and like maybe Marshall's in the room eating a sandwich, but like the, the focus is on Lily and, and uh, Ted. So it's kind of like, uh, like, okay, okay, cool, I got it. I just always like what they did on that 70s show where like it was like it was smoky in the room and, the, and you were basically the person after the joint. They had passed the joint. So it was like they started talking and then I went to the next person who had just passed it off all the way around the table. Yeah. I always liked that. That was always a fun way to do it. I love, I love shows like that to do Easter egg like that. Uh, the Good Play. I know you've seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen The Good Play. Oh, worth checking out. Wor- worth checking out. But like they're the, this, always- this season's the last one. They're only doing four to make it good instead of like mm-hmm. dragging stuff out. Yeah. But Easter egg, yeah. tell me. But like they're they're one Easter egg where they like they're in Australia and they go to an American themed restaurant and they've got like a picture of Mount Rushmore on the wall. But it's like the picture on the Mount Rushmore: David Hasselhoff, Perry Coton, Hulk Hogan, and somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't all of season three that they did uh, wrestling um, Easter eggs all throughout, like the the. Yeah, there were Grandy Cabbage International non-international airport. Yeah, because like the the one characters from Florida, they go and they're, they're leaving the airport, and it's Randy Savage non international airport, That's and like great. they did some really like there's always like there's references to Stone Cold Steve Austin. They, they did all the like major ones like all throughout each episode. There's at least one hint mm-hmm. to wrestling throughout each episode in season three. And Joey Ryan was an was an extra in one of the ep- in one of the episodes. Yeah, he played a cameraman in one of the episodes. Why like, didn't you guys review it? <laughs> well, because we only usually talk about one part of Joey Ryan on the show that he hates. He hates the move. He's a Cornette fan, so you know that's that's where he lies in that battle. Yeah, I, I disagree with Jim Cornette a lot about current wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot happier with the AEW product than he is kind of in the Campbell. Can't stay in that spot, Joey Ryan. He's probably Jim Cornette's probably would be great behind the scenes. But when you put a spotlight on him and just let him run his mouth, it's a problem. Like, just go be behind the scenes oh, and do your stuff. Like, you're a genius with some stuff. Go do that. Don't talk about the shit. Like, you're just. <sighs> Cornette commentary on MLW is fantastic. And he, yeah, I give an, uh, an insight that most commentators don't give. Yeah. He, he actually, the Trio Woe spot, he actually explained it to where, to why the guy, they tied up, up, tied down and made it believable. Like, no one's ever done that. I feel like I've heard that before. I I don't know if you've got it on your show or not, but you've said it on on your show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually talked about it not that long. I was gonna say I want to say because I actually did listen to a few like, weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. I thought it was, yeah, because I listened to a couple things recent. I thought it was the sub show. Might have been one of probably them, yeah. Because like he Cornet, like I a lot of older minds in wrestling. I'm like I get where you're coming from, but if you're not making money right now in wrestling. Then there, there might be a reason for that. I just like actually of, making money behind the scenes. I should say. I just think of the meme with uh, from Malcolm in the Middle. The future is now, old man. Like <laughs> it's how things are. Like somebody was throwing a, a fit. Like that somebody got booked off of a gift from uh, the the or the um, GCW backyard show, and they're like, "That's outdated." I'm like, "What are you talking about? That just happened." You know what the word outdated means? Yeah. Because like that's how wrestling is now. Like I know. For a fact, actually, John Thorne talked about booking a female wrestler for a show off of some gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it was all right. Like, was that? No, I'll say that Tasha Steeles, but no, that was another show. It was a, fe- it was a female match. Yeah. With Allie. Yeah. I don't know about it. Who was the uncrowned AIW women's champion. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like, I know we'll probably never see another like you guys have talked about. 
But at this point, I think we just need to like just throw a singles match or four way out there and and put the belt on whoever and get it going again. Like, does Shane ever give Thorne the belt back? I would assume he's gotten it back. She's been in Cleveland enough times while she's been with the NXT. He, if he knows he's not bringing it back, he might have to keep it. Oh, maybe. Because like, if I mean, you're not bringing the title back, it could at least be part of the collection. And to be fair, she respected that belt more than anybody. Because I remember she was like the first one like polish it. Yeah. And like it looked like a brand new belt. And she was like, yeah, no one don't fucking polish this thing. It's just me. And I'm like, oh, okay. When I met her, she was like, I finally, she was talking to somebody. And finally, when I got up to meet her, she had to go because her match was next. Aww. And she's like, she's like, I'll be back after the show. Please come back. And I waited and she came back and, and stuff. Great. So I didn't yeah. get to talk to her and stuff. So I was really happy with that. And like, yeah, she was, she was wonderful to talk to. So I'm very happy with how things have gone for her. So. I just think what I get annoyed about is, like like I said, when a lot of those older minds, like Mark Madden's one, Russo, Cornette, oh, I know there's more, where I'm just like, maybe this part of wrestling isn't for you, aka comedy. Like, I, when people just bury comedy wrestling, like my, my, I don't know if you've heard me have this conversation with people, or they're mm-hmm. like, that spot's unbelievable. I'm like, if a wrestler, I, Irish whips another wrestler into the ropes, like, as soon as that wrestler turns around, your actual believability is out the window because who the fuck's going to do that and get hit? Right. Like, <laughs> like about Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat would get Irish whip and he would hit the rope chest first. Okay, yeah. Ricky yeah, Steamboat would do it. Bret Hart would hit that corner chest first when he hit, you know, when he got whipped into the corner. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there's certain things like, but yeah, like you have you have to suspend some disbelief. Like, okay, I- I'm not going to argue with you. I'll argue with you, Jared, until <laughs> until the cows come home over the over the, the 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 penis suplex spot. Until the cows come home on a vegan farm. Yes. However, anybody else, I'm just like whatever. You don't like comedy wrestling. You don't like art. It's fine. Like art subjective. Not everybody's gonna like everything. There's people that absolutely hate Orange Cassidy. I love his stuff. I th- I think that. If all you've ever seen Orange Cassidy in was that Battle Royal on the Double or Nothing pre-show, then yeah, I can understand why you would hate it. Then come think, down to old wrestling. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the the hate for some stuff in that Battle Royal came down to a couple things. A, camera angles, and B, the um, the commentary team trying to, to talk about so many things. They couldn't fit everything into the match because it had to be constrained for time. If that battle Royal could have gone the whole hour, I feel like they could have gotten everybody's stuff in, explained all the characters done mm-hmm. a lot more than try to just split it into two matches. This has to go 20 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. And then that's it. You can't do anything more because then you're like, you're you're constraining your time too much when you're trying to explain new characters. And that's the and that's the one thing watching the Evolve show on the network this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Lenny Leonard was doing a great job explaining who people were, explaining what the issues were, explaining why the match was happening for the first time viewers. Mm-hmm. He did a great job with that. They had video packages explaining who the guys were. Yeah, AEW. Well, we t- we put all that on our YouTube channel. Okay, well, not everybody's going to go to your YouTube channel when you're at your first ever show. Like, yeah, yeah. I know it's like a big thing with him. Like, well, we argue about stuff. Like, we have gone and done that stuff, but he looks at it. And that's what I like is, like, he looks at it from the outside angle. Like, if you want to attract new fans, why would you do something like this? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's like something like when I would be set my ways over talking about John Cena or, or Roman Reigns with you. Mm-hmm. 
And you'd be like, well, no, look at it this way. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I get into an echo chamber in certain areas on Twitter or Reddit. Yeah. And then, like, I'm not hearing, like, a, a sound reason for what they're doing. It's just all the hate. And it's like, I so I, I stopped. Like, I don't go on Reddit very much anymore. If I do, yeah. it's just to look at random stuff or, or um, like, uh, results. Yeah. I don't go on there and read comments anymore because it's just it's an echo chamber of hate. Twitter can be that way too, and I feel like Facebook I, comment section. Oh, never! I never look at those now. Whoa, the, oh, like, ever. I don't. I don't know what's the worst. Whether it's just a not official WWE site like um, Bleacher Report or something like that, or actual WWE ones. Like amount of people that were like bitching about WWE doing the Evolve show the same day as AEW, and then maybe they, they try to like shame WWE. Oh, it's a charity show. And I'm like, even before I found it, because I actually, when I first heard Kenny Omega shit, I was like, dude, I like you, but you're talking out of your ass right now. Mm. People can watch more than one. Like, imagine if Nitro versus Raw was happening right now, where you could actually digitally record both shows at the same time, go back and forth, and then later, like, just instantly, digitally, boom, go back. Instead of like, I go to the next day, my friend taped it and do, do all that kind of stuff. Right. So, you had two sh- top-notch shows going on at the same time. That's great for fans. And WWE wasn't taking away from, like, some sort of charity thing. But, like, so many people try to attack that and everything. And there was just this one dude, like, this would kind of, like, piss me off. I went to a comment section. That was my fault. But it was on the WWE NXT one. They were promoting um, Briggs. And, like, this one dude, like, he kept saying, like, if you like WWE, and he said in two different comments, same thing. Different wording, same thing, but basically, like, oh, you're an eight-year-old with autism. Oh, you you have Asperger's. And I'm just like, dude, what the, f- number one, what the fuck are you doing on this? And, like, you're using that as something, like, you have a zero fucking maturity. Right. And they're, like, shitting on someone because they like WWE. Like, who cares? We have two great companies going, like, I, like, I, I even. We've been WWE for so long with no competition. And anytime yeah, no there real was competition. competition, it was indie level. And people were so used to the spectacle of WWE that they couldn't get over the low production values of the indie. And now that we're getting something that's going to be a true alternative, they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And it's like. All the indie fans that have been, you know, smacked down by those people and, oh, well, it's, it doesn't have any of this. We They have a new champion. They have a new – and it's like this is going to be very annoying for, like, people that want to watch both and aren't going to pick a side. But, like, it's – Well, like, he was trying to say that, like, oh, it's because of WWE. I mean, it's because of AEW. WWE made this move. Okay. So what? You, that that's causing WWE not that only to boost their product to get better, but they're giving uh, assistance, giving more of a hand to to evolve, who is helping get them. Which so is a so many system wrestlers. now at this point. Yeah, so you're giving a spotlight to guys like Eddie Kingston, Kurt Stallion. Like even I didn't realize that she was going to be on there, but Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, I'm like fuck yeah. Like if that's your take on it, like so what? Vince is a carny. Good. Now we have like that caused him to do better, and he's doing better. We're I'm I mean, still yeah, trying to find yeah. where the problem is. Yeah, well, well here, here's the thing: fight for the fall of a free show in the United States and Canada. Yeah, it, it, it's not like it was a pay per view, and he put a free alternative on there to try to cut pay per view by. Yeah, yeah. It, even if he did, you could still buy it and watch it later, and you yeah. you know your money's going to a charity. I was still like, because that's when, when Omega said that shit. I'm like, well, 
you show people, three. Like, what are you, you bitching can do about? Both. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know how familiar you guys were or are with the eighty, but like Vince McMahon would do like the first Royal Rumble on USA, opposite a Jim Crockett pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, McMahon was doing that to put them out of business 30 years ago. That's not nearly yeah, yeah. the same thing right now. No, no. But but to think you're going to do anything different now that he did 30 years ago, you're fucking stupid too. Like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not I'm not surprised in the leap by it. It could a dick move? Maybe. It, it's, business. It's, it's business. It's yeah. business. It's not personal. It's business. That's like when, when Kenny was crying about it. I'm like, dude, number one, it's business. Like, you're putting you're, your you're balls on the court by you're going VP. Up Yeah. The, the, it's going to get worse. Like, you think this is it's just starting. You think this is how it's going to be now? Yeah. What do you think it's going to be like a year from now when you're in the in, in the in the shit, like in the trench war? Yeah, because that's coming and it's going to be it's it's it, he's probably half of them are probably not going to have a Twitter presence. I feel like it's going to be very limited like Vince McMahon's is. It's and, just going to be easier that way on them. And I can't, I can't wait for until they do a weekly product because that's where like I haven't fully come out and said like I want a- AEW to succeed. I want them to, to fail. It's like, or like I should say not that. It's when people are just like AEW is the best. WWE sucks. I'm like WWE puts on weekly product and that is hard. There's like 15 yeah. hours of, of programming from them a week. You got three yeah. hour football, like, You got two hour SmackDown. You got NXT. You got 205 Live. You got NXT UK. It's a lot of programming to put out mm-hmm. and to try to keep and to try to keep straight when you're trying to book, especially with the wild card rule right now. Yeah. Can't keep shit straight. If Which is a bullshit rule, by the agreed. way. I'm not, I'm not arguing that at all. Because you're trying to keep all that straight and then somebody get hurt. Your plans go out the window because mm-hmm. you got so much product. You can't book around that half the yeah. time. I mean, I'm excited to have some other TV to watch, but there's so much to watch now. Like with, with independentwrestling.tv, oh my god, dude! Like I want to watch wrestling. I don't even go to the network anymore. I go there, and I'm like, there's so much. And even if I want to go on the network, there's so much. It's like I don't know. I, I, I'm watch. the same way when people champion New Japan. Like, oh, New Japan's greatest, and I'm like, you know what? These motherfuckers don't have a Roku app. I'm a- I am paying a subscription fee. But the only person that gets enjoyment out of it is Caden, because he has my my uh, and info, so he can do the gifts. And I enjoy the gifts that he makes, so yeah. I'm getting enjoyment out of yeah. it too. So thank you. <laughs> so like, I, I, that's why I keep it. And I know if it's ever there, I can watch it. But the fact that independentwrestling.tv, which granted, it's not the best app, like especially when they did a recent fix. Like, there's a I can run into a lot of bugs, like with it. But I can sit down and I can go, oh, let me watch an old AIW show. And I'll, I might have seen the whole show, mm-hmm. but since I didn't buy it, I'll watch like all the promos beforehand that I didn't get to see. All right. I really get to enjoy that. Or Southern Underground Pro, like, oh, well, let me see what's what's going on here. There's, there's just so much there. And they do all the live stuff now. Yeah. Like, I, I the first day I downloaded the app, Black Label Pro was having a show, and Joey Ryan was facing Alley Cat on it. I'm like, I need to see this show. <laughs> I couldn't go to I couldn't go to that show. The plan was originally to drive. It was like a five six hour drive. Mm-hmm. We were going to drive out there, stay the night, and come back. Yep. And it was just money wise wasn't feasible, but they they did it live on the on on there, so I was able to watch the whole show, and it was wonderful. The announcer yep. sucked, and they made fun of him at, after the fact, but like the show itself was wonderful, and I loved it so much. And I love that I can do that with shows like I can watch Black Label Pro live, and like their next lineup is huge, and I can't wait to be able to watch that live. Yeah, that's so great. I love it. There's just, I mean, like you were saying, there's just so many options. And, but when people like really still like, oh, like people say, like, AEW's blowing WWE out of the water, I'm like, they're, they've had not, three shows and they've been good show. Like, I'm not, it's like, I'm not defending WWE, but like when it comes to a level playing field, AEW is just putting on special events 
WWE is doing the, the weekly hustle. Like when AEW gets to that point and they have to have some sort of storyline stretch months instead of like, oh, three months. Okay, two shows. Like instead of like, oh, we're going to have to go three months. So that's going to take all these different weeks and all this other stuff. There's just so much more. And like I, I want to see them succeed. And it's not necessarily of like trying to just be an anti-WWE, but seeing somebody like, like Janela or now Marco and all these people like get these opportunities. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy there's like people doing like, oh, like this Joey Janela dude, like what's going on with him or, oh, Marco, what's going like and digging and like there's people that we don't get to see around here that are getting going to get that spotlight. Right. too. So it's, it's so that's why like, like I didn't watch either show this weekend and actually didn't watch uh, Extreme Rules either. But it's like if you can't be happy with like some like really cool stuff going on, people mm-hmm. getting these opportunities, and all this stuff going on, like stop watching because there's even not watching. I'm like. Marco's getting cool shit, and Joey Janela's getting out there more, and it's fun. Is Eddie Kingston on the fucking network? This one guy I work with, he's actually like the only person I know that's into indie wrestling at my work. Saw my Villain Club shirt and like, or my hoodie, and like, Bastard. wanted to talk to me about it. And <laughs> but uh, he saw me today, and he's like, "Man, he's like, yeah, I watch, I watched uh, both shows." He's like, "Did you watch them?" I'm like, "No, I haven't watched them yet." I was like, "But uh, I was like, yeah." He's like, "Man, that Marco stunt." I'm like, "Oh yeah, hey, check this out." And I showed him a picture of me with yeah. Marco from AIW. He's like, "Holy shit, you met him?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "That's how that's how small he is." And he's like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "Man, he's gonna be a huge star." I'm like, "I was like, you need to start going to AIW. You'll see all these guys before Dude. they come to these stages." Like, I can't champion them enough like i know i've had my complaints recently and i'm sure those will be answered eventually but i i that's more of, a, of, of being a fan but you still know you know the product that you're going to get when you get there and you love that product. yeah that's the yeah. problem with the product it's the extra money that we're having to grow into but that's just and, and you know what if it was going to the wrestlers i wouldn't have a problem with it because i know that they are worth what i'm paying yeah i don't have a problem with the bigger shows being more money because I know I'm going to get my money's worth out of that. Yeah. And they, they, I've never left the show disappointed. Like all oh, Phoenix wasn't there. I don't care. That show was still okay. fucking crazy. There was something that on that show that I, I can't even put it into words. Like it's just so much better than anything I ever imagined happening at that show. I can, and I can I, describe it in two words. I mean, three words. <laughs> Fuck Disco Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> so like it, it just, I, I've never had a problem giving them my money. Um, I think the fees is where I have that problem. And it's like, Ed, cause I know it's not going to them. It's not helping anybody in in the company. Like, I think that's my problem. It's going to event, right? They, they make everything look nice. Okay. Maybe I'm just overthinking stuff, but I don't know. Maybe like, like, like a $3 fee and not like 80 buck for one ticket, like ticket match. But, uh, true, but. but then you're throwing other stuff on top of it. Like if we stay at the venue we're at, we're looking at how much for parking. Like we're looking at a $20 bill every time we go that's not going to talent. Yeah. And I'd rather that go to Dan Housen or Josh Bishop or Matt Justice for a shirt or, or whatever. Like I'd rather give the money to them than to places that don't really need it. And I think it's crazy, like, with how great AIW is, because, like, going back, like, championing them, and just, the longer you're a fan, like, the more people that come through wrestler-wise that you're like, I got to see them before this happened, or mm-hmm. um, before they got a little bit bigger, maybe not in WWE, but, like, uh, the besties in the world. Like, watching them forever, like, Davey Vega, like, I miss him, because he, he was such a great dude just to bullshit with. Obviously, big fan of Gargano, Shayna Baszler, 
like there's a list like the, there's always the handful like when they get signed or something that like shock me because i'm like oh I, I didn't expect that like mark andrews and pete dunn when they mm-hmm. first came to AI, uh, aiw i'll never forget it i thought dunn was a really good heel but like he was he was very young and like mm-hmm. i'm just like, ah, like you're just kind of a kid but mark andrews had this like personality this charisma like like this guy has something and like so many years later Pete Dunn like surpasses Mike yep. Andrews, and like he finds his character, the Bruiser weight, and fucking kills it. And I'm like, I saw that dude in Turner's Hall, yep, before he was anything. Or I got to, or even just when like big stars come in, whether they be current in wrestling at the time, like Kevin Owens, like Kevin Steen at the time, hands down one of my favorite dudes that I ever got to meet. Just like bullshitting. Yeah, with I was him. so nervous to meet him because like you know they said don't meet your heroes, and I was like. He was my guy on the indies for so long, and somebody said something to him when he was walking in, and he like yelled at him, and I'm like, "Oh man, this he's Bill Taylor." <laughs> That's I was who like, it was. "It was Bill Taylor." I was like, "Man, I was like, I'm I'm afraid to meet him. Like, what if he's a dick to me?" And then like I walked up to meet him. He loved my shirt. It was a Breaking Bad shirt. He loved it. We talked about that for a minute. Uh, talked to him about some stuff. Got a got a um, autograph from him. Got a shirt from him, and it was a wonderful experience. And he was so kind. And it's like. I don't know why I was so afraid at the time. Like, I think it was just because they say, don't meet your heroes, but he was like everything I wanted him to be. So like, I was very happy with that experience. And I honestly don't think I've ever had a really bad experience with anybody at AIW. Like I've seen some stuff that made me question things like, but I think it was probably the other person's like fault. Like they, they brought things upon themselves. Like, you know, trying to start shit with wrestlers and yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. The worst one that I could think of, like wrestler-wise, because he, he almost had that personality. And now, like, people hate him even more, but that was Elgin. Elgin was kind of, like, sometimes off-putting, but I always felt like, ah, that's just his personality. Like, you, there's like if you go up, talk to him, buy something, like, you're fine. But if you're kind of bugging him or something, like, he'll be a dick. Okay. But Yeah, I never had a bad experience with him, like... When I worked for Midwest, like I was on the phone with him, I'd explain to him how to get to the show at the and stuff. So I was on the phone with him for like forty minutes, walking him through how to get there, mm-hmm. and he was cool. And then like I remember, uh, I tweeted at him about like somebody needs to like put him in a world title match. He, you know, this dude's a beast. He deserves it. And then the show we went to was the one where he won the belt at AIW, and that was okay. probably. That was probably one of my all-time favorite like memories of 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 AIW is like just that show, just me and Jared just losing our minds over it. Yeah, Luke and Michael were Elgin. That was I think that was the show they had that Colt Cabana Tricky Mother's match, which is ah, Dead which, Presidents, which, which is my which is my favorite match where they did absolutely nothing ever. Like, yeah, was, I think that was the that show. Was like, that was like forty minute from promo from 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 beginning promo to any promo. They did like nothing in the match, and it was my favorite match ever. There was about twenty minutes from beginning of segment to bell ring. Yeah, uh, it, last I knew, it was on independentwrestling.tv. I saw it on there. And I was like, let me go relive this match because, like, I remember, like, just the back and forth between Smothers and Cabana was great. And when I watched it, like, I was, like, timing it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I remembered it being long. And I thought it was just, like, oh, just how I remember. Like, no, it, it was, like, so long before the bell rang. I think the match was technically, like, 17 minutes or something bell to bell. And they did nothing. And everybody would get into it. it was- I want to say because it's Smothers, but right now that's uh. yeah. Cabana, Cabana, can bring, Cabana can bring that out of so many people. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I love about Cabana. Yeah, I remember first time I called Cabana, went to a Ring of Honor show in Pittsburgh, their first show in Pittsburgh. He was in a random four-way. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, okay, you two guys are starting because of coin flip or however they judge that terminate. And the first thing you gotta, what about me? I want a ruckle. What am I doing? I'm like, okay, I like the guy already. He, all he did was, what, what, what's going on? It, you know, one, one little throwaway line beginning of a match before he ever locked up with anybody. When he, um, when Colt was championing, uh, championing, I think that's the right word I'm, I'm trying to say, uh, comedy wrestling. And I really like, I've always loved comedy. Like, same. you know, that like with Tommy Boy. And, and and all that kind of stuff with Chris Farley and and he was one of my heroes growing up, movie wise, comedy wise. I loved him. I was very like my comedy was physical. Like I'd do Same. stuff and be mm-hmm. silly, and uh, so comedy wrestling automatically clicked for me. Mm-hmm. And there is a wrestler that's still around, but he doesn't wrestle anymore. His name is Beef Wellington. I don't know if you've seen anything from him. Sounds familiar. I've never heard from you. I, I, I know there was a match with him in Cold. I think it's probably where you're going. He's but. well. He had a match with Cold, and, and here's the thing. Okay, so. He's a Canadian wrestler. He uh, had like um, moo cow like shorts, and his his finishing move was the ass punch. He came off the second rope and punched the person in the ass. Um, and I think he had like the E. coli driver was another move. But yeah. It was like the double underhook. Yeah. Anyway, so he was going to wrestle Colt Cabana. And I'm like, this is going to be the comedy match of like the century. These two guys are going to be amazing. The company that booked it, I think it was somewhere in Chicago, maybe, or like up north. The ring was literally smaller than my living room that we're in right now. Like it was so tiny, you could take two steps and be to the other side of the ring back and forth. So that coupled with them two in the ring trying to wrestle and make it funny, I'll never forget. And I don't remember who won the match, but I just remember seeing them in the ring trying to do stuff and it being just the silliest thing. And where comedy wrestling has just like come so far now, like with with Orange Cassidy and Joey Ryan, and there's still stuff like there's other people out there that are just doing great things. And like I'm not naming them off the top of my head, but like there, yeah, yeah. there's so much fun stuff out there now. Um, like I have a comedy wrestling dream match. Like I haven't talked about my dream matches in a while. I should mention Chuck Taylor too because he doesn't get enough one? credit. Yeah, it was he was in the first comedy wrestling match I seen on the Indies. And it made me realize how much I love comedy wrestling. And it was Chuck Taylor versus Marion Fontaine. Oh you my. can find that on AIW's YouTube, sponsored by uh, Ohio Indie Report. <laughs> it's never <laughs> been updated. But because uh, I, I really wanted that match out. And uh, I think they did a thing like, oh, we're going to put out a match. Which one you guys want it to be? And like that match was on there, but it lost. And I was like, I'm going to sponsor that match to be on there because I love that match. And they keep doing They did a. Um, there's a spot like early in the match where one of them goes for a hip toss and he's like, like goes a counter and he goes hip toss. And then the other, whoever, cause it just, it just goes back and forth and they goes, no hip toss. And the counters, no hip toss. And they go like back and forth of the ring. And by the time they get towards the end, it's like, no hip toss, no hip toss. And like made me fall. Now that was my second AIW show. <laughs> I gotta try. I'm going to have to watch that now. I, I like comedy wrestling when it's done right. You can do bad comedy wrestling, but that is the thing. But like the PWG crowd when they did the whole like the whole slow mo for like the entire segment. Yeah, one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Like that was that was really great. And they did the slow chant and everything. That was a lot of fun. My dream comedy match, and you can almost get it going, but except for one person right now, and you'll you'll figure out which one it is. Marion Fontaine versus Colt Cabana versus Tracy Smothers versus Kiku Taro versus Rockstar Spud uh, versus Dick Justice. Yeah. The uh, amount of great spots that could be in there. Just like, 
they've all been in somewhat like one of my favorite comedy matches. Fontaine versus Rockstar Spud, the last one of the last matches at uh, Turner's Hall from AIW. That's also on uh, AIW's uh, YouTube. Fucking so great. I, I feel like you could probably throw Faith Monkey and play Spud and make that work. There's a reason because I I have a, I'll go through my full dream card. He's not in that match because he's in a dream match versus Solo Darling. Okay. Because I've wanted to see them as a tag team, or well, she kind of got out of the the animal gimmick now, so I kind of sh- I could change that up. Uh, and if we want to go with animal gimmicks, uh, another match is Veda Scott versus Alley Cat versus Slutty Cat versus Pizza Cat. <laughs> FYI, I'm stealing all these for the return of Midwest Wrestling. <laughs> if, if you don't know who Pizza Cat is, that's Shotzi Blackheart. So, like, uh, I'll just go through the other ones too, real quick. Uh, Tim Dons and Kaplan and Rex Brody versus the Carnies. Okay. That'd be fun. Uh, Jordan Grace versus Sleazy Smarks. Yes. Yeah, so we talked about that before, I think. Yeah, yeah that'd be. That's, I can't wait for that to happen. The Originator versus happen. the Impersonator. Uh, Marco Stunt versus Weird Body. I got to yeah. picture them Ooh. side by side at JLIT because I was like, Ooh. dream match right there. Like, close. And then what was going to be a main event? Now, it's not as much because. Uh, Two members have left left each group, but it still could be fun. Team Storm versus the production. Uh, yeah, I thought that would have been. I haven't great seen with- a lot of Team Storm, but like what I've seen, I've I've enjoyed. So I wanted basically a verbal back and forth between Argos and uh, Magnum. Now, not as big, but because obviously uh, Magnum being gone, but I don't know there still could be some fun stuff. And freaking Argos is so loudmouth, and like now they have it seems like Argos maybe and Dupree are kind of like linked to joshua alexander so i'm curious where that goes but i don't know that's like my, all my my dream matches i can't think of any other ones like fun ones that could fit in right now so just for me when we were talking uh when i was on the chandler biggins episode for the uh the review mm-hmm. and we were talking about like teams we wish would have been on there uh i couldn't remember at the time but space pirates was one of them my. and actually besties uh worked a midwest show they lost to this other team but they they worked a midwest show that, that i that i was on regular show or regular show for those yep. who don't know there was a very 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 like six month short-lived promotion called midwest wrestling beginning of 2012 and uh was it because that that one's went right around there when they were booked because i don't think that would have been uh they were the sex bombs, bombs. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, that was the sex bombs era like i don't rem- like that's the only time i've seen the the cutthroat crew I saw them one other time when they when AIW was in Youngstown. That was my first ever AIW show because AJ Styles was on it. Okay, and there was also a TLC match, and I believe Thorn wrestled in that match. Wow. And uh, yeah, like Tyler Black was on that card. Uh, I want to know what happened to Starless because I don't know who that is. Like I remember the name, but I don't know who that is now. And I want to know what happened to them. And I don't know if. Their alternate commentary, they mention that because I'm part of the Patreon. I need to listen to their ultimate com- the alternate alternate commentary mm-hmm. on AIW's Patreon and see if they'd say who, like, what happened. But that, that's a, a question I have. Yeah, I know he wrestled with AJ on that show, but I don't think that's the only time I've ever heard that Yeah, they name, went 30 so. minutes, like, to a draw, I think. Like, I, I remember would, AJ coming into the show late with a bag of McDonald's. So yeah, I, w- I was working a shoot job with John Chronic at the time. You're talking about how he had to pick up AJ from the airport, take him to the show. Well, Chronic, Chronic, I probably took him through the drive-through. Probably. I wonder what happened to Arrow. I don't know. He was around like the beginning, like maybe the first 
three months that I was going to AIW. I think he was like maybe in two matches, but then like that was it. Because there was a lot of people that AI, like when I started coming, AIW was like stop using certain people like Southside Sinclair. That dude hasn't been around since like 2012, the like end of 2012 maybe with hope and change. Like, and I know there there's obviously other ones. Obviously, uh, Latin Crime Syndicate was a fun one. Alpha Beta Duke. But we know where Duke is. Yeah, actually, they were. They were on that show too, and uh, Ray Rowe was on there. He was the, the the one that made the biggest impression to me. I really liked Ray Rowe from that show, and started following him for a while. And then I kind of just like stopped watching wrestling for for a bit. So yeah, I've taken that shotgun knee from Ray Rowe. Not fun. Throwing <laughs> that out there. But did you main event a show with Johnny Gargano? That's a <laughs> question. Yeah, because uh, I refereed my a main favorite event match that had Johnny Gargano in it, but that's about a cloak guy. My came favorite to that. referee main evented a show with. <laughs> so, till you do that, don't talk to me about your 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 referee experience. You probably deserve the knee, by the way. I wish Rhino would have gored you. And <laughs> I, I'm putting this out there. I put it out on our on our thing. I'm gonna put it out there too. If Dom is at uh, Dropkick, I want him to armbar this gentleman right here. I need it to happen. I kind of need both my arms, dude. No, you don't. You're going to be the one-armed salesman. I kind of need both my arms, dude. No. That can been a thing for like a month now. I don't know. Like, I'm going <laughs> to start putting hits out on him by wrestlers. Like, when he, when he finally works a show, I'm going to like pay half the roster just to beat on him when <laughs> in their match. Zach Thomas. Ooh, yeah, I could probably talk. Yeah, yeah. Talk tell to Zach, uh, tell Lee Moriarty that uh, Jared was talking all the shit about Nesquik. Yes, and, and, and Nesquik I'm going to put a Nesquik in his bag. Be like, <laughs> oh, look, this motherfucker brought Nesquik. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Got it out for you, sir. It's on. I like Nesquik. Like, <laughs> really not fair. <sighs> well, then you better drink it and throw it away and not say a word. Hot take. I like Hershey's better. Uh, I agree with you. I like the different flavors they had for Hershey's. They had some different, didn't they have like, they had uh, cookies and cream and they had a couple different ones. Like for me, it's more like, like if I'm going and buying from the store, I'll go Nesquik, maybe Shamrock Farms. Like if you're at a certain gas station or truck stop, but like if I'm making it, like it comes to the the powder of Nesquik or the syrup of Hershey's, syrup Hershey's all day. Like a a good thick chocolate uh, milk. Oh, so good. I grew up a powder kid, and uh, the former famous comedian Dane Cook used to have a really great joke about the, the Nesquik missile and all that fun stuff, and definitely hit home for me because, like, that it would happen. Like, when you mix that powder, like, it wouldn't, like, mix in. Some of it would shoot back out. And- yeah, I know you're bullshitting right now, but you just had Dane, Dane Cook had a funny joke, and that, that's not. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Taking shots of Dane Cook? How dare you, sir? That's horrible. He was funny for like a minute. I I haven't liked anything recent, but I absolutely loved a lot of his jokes. Like, he, he, I was in the prime. Like the 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 time that I liked him was like the time when everybody liked him. He was like the funniest at the time. So that's the the crazy thing about comedy. Like, I love. Uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And then I found out with that so many years, like, oh, he's a joke thief. And I've kind of like looked into this. Like, how was he a joke thief? And f- far as what I, I can hear, it sounds like it was more 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, he was more of a joke thief. I don't know later in life. And I've only heard like two people say this. 
And I think that kind of it helps him a little bit. Yeah, he stole jokes and like what I guess was like for some of it he would ad lib on Mork and Mindy or something on TV mm-hmm. and he like quote, quote ad lib but it'd be someone else's joke. He'd cut a check to whoever's joke he stole and like have his lawyer go go give it to him. So I'm like, well, he stole a joke, but he paid who wrote it. Right. Which better than there's, most there's so many things to to the comedy like that they considered an art form and like that that's very like you don't do that you do and i feel like he he yeah you you shouldn't be telling other people's jokes but in the context in that setting for that crowd that evening it was it didn't matter it was it it, it was part of the show and i feel like they need to be a little bit more forgiving on that. If you, if I'm blatantly like stealing of somebody, all of somebody's material, like by all means, like ban them from doing anything. But like, if, if that joke fits context, somebody's going to make that connection anyway. Like there's been times when like jokes have been made and I made a connection and, and made it, it made it even funnier to me because of like another joke, another comedian told and like come to find out later on, that's kind of like, out there because of one of the other like they were friends and they, yeah. That, they, yeah so like well there, there's that aspect because I've, I've done a lot of research on uh that kind of stuff because i was actually a huge fan of mencia when he first came out mm-hmm. i liked him over uh chappelle because i felt chappelle was just too much black and white humor of literally like i'm black i can say the n-word and i'm just gonna say it all the time we're gonna have these fun little jokes of like of race and i'm like it to me i'm like it got old quick I liked him and see that he went after everybody, but I remember when the Joe Rogan shit hit, like when it first hit YouTube, because I had people come to me years later, like, oh, you like Mincy, what about all this shit? I was like, yeah, I remember when that came out. And I always feel bad for him, but I feel like the better comedians are the ones that can weather the storm, mm. whether whether they're actually good or if they don't steal jokes like I was actually just reading on Facebook today. Someone called one of my favorite comedians a hack, and that was Gabriel Iglesias. I love Gabriel Iglesias. And I was thinking, I can understand, like, you don't think he's funny. It's subjective. He's been around a good 20 years. Mm -hmm. That is hard. Like, in top level and, like, bigger and bigger and bigger, you have people like uh, Dane Cook, Daniel Tosh, where, like, they they blow up real quick, and then they kind of, like, they they implode. Jeff Dunham, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when Jeff Dunham first came out, huge, big, and then there was a lot of backlash, and then after, like, now he's kind of like, no, just regular dude. Well, like, the, I think they there was a lot of overexposure on Jeff Dunham because, like, he was doing a yearly special, and it was always great. He had the new, the different um, puppets, that kind of stuff. But then they did the TV show, and I think that's what did him in because once you start, like, overexposing the, the, the characters and that kind of stuff, it doesn't make it as funny. Like, mm-hmm. my mom loved Jeff Dunham. I really wish I could have taken her to see him once. Um, but that was what we looked forward to every year when he would release a new DVD. And, like, once she passed away, I didn't I didn't watch anymore because mm-hmm. it was that was our special thing. And I just, I couldn't watch it by myself. So, like, but, yeah, like, I think it's, like, with certain comedians, like, uh, Dane Cook, Madison Square Garden. Like, he had I that remember. huge thing. And, like, yeah. That was the now? He, that was literally the height, and yeah. then after that, just down. It, it's like, uh, well, there was some rumors that he stole something from Louis C.K. and like that, that kind of yeah, stuff that. kind of came out. And like they, like they even like did a thing on Louis C.K.'s sh- uh, show that he had on FX, yeah. where they had met or whatever and talked about it. And uh, 
Yeah, and then like even like Louis C.K. like he was getting real big, and then like all that stuff came out about him. And I can't believe like I had a friend who just always said like, "Oh, he's the best. He's the funniest." And I'm like, I would always kind of like give him my point of view. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think it's not funny." He's like, "Well, you don't get it." And I'm like, "No, I get it, but sometimes it's not funny to you. It's not, it's like not as funny because like I always I, like the the bit that I remember where he's talking about like with phones. We just give it a second. Like it's going to space. I'm like we give it a second. I'm just like, uh, yeah, but like. The phone's a miracle. Yeah. Like your life sucks around the phone. I love that bit though because I work at, with technology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And like it totally made like it, it got me. But if you didn't, then it, I get it. Okay. Well, it's just like I didn't think it was horrible, but I was just like, yeah. And like I know I know people who don't like Gabriel Iglesias. To me, like there was two live shows that I have seen where I'm just like, you were great. And on the flip side of that, there was two live shows that I've seen. I'm like, I don't like you as much anymore because I don't think you're as funny. The two bad ones: Daniel Tosh, Amy Schumer. Two that like. Height of popularity, and then now, like, kind of like, and Amy Schumer's gotten joke thief. That's another thing. It seems like that I don't know whether what people throw that around now, whether it's like it's being serious so. or whether it's like, oh, I just want to take down your career. So, I'm, right. some people I take with a grain of salt, but it, there's always a lot of story behind it. Um, well, I think with Amy Schumer, Mark Marin won the one that mm-hmm. they, they, they told their joke, and even he, Catherine Cudd. You know what? We both had the Bitcoin about the same time. Yeah, they're similarity. I don't know if she intentionally stole them or if we just had the same train of thought. Like, even he would. Like, mm-hmm. people, yeah, can think the same thing. Like, yeah. that's how the world works. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not unheard of, but. but the two greatest shows I've seen, in my opinion, of just stand up comedy was Gabriel Glacis and Joe Coy. Because I, I feel like when I go to a comedy show, I want to get a little bit of a one of a kind of experience, which is weird. Because if you think of concerts, they're not throwing new songs at you. Right. They're just playing new songs that you've heard. Play the hits. Man. Yeah. Well, play either, the hits. either play the hits or like, oh, here's here's one from this record that wasn't as big, but it's still like, you know the song, you've heard it, or they're, they're giving you like this stuff that they've recorded. And then like some of them now do covers and everything, that's a different story. But still, I want, tell me a new joke, tell me a new story, or I have a lot of respect for any comedian that can do crowd work. Yeah. The guy that I just saw um, up in Erie. Oh my goodness, what is his name? Hold on one second. I got. I got to find his name because I'm blanking right now. But I've been thinking about it the whole time we've been talking. Um, he does crowd work all the time, and like people will shout out stuff. He, this woman asked where his dog was at our show, and he did like a whole thing where his dog was a hooker in Erie and was out prostituting itself That's for the great. hour that he was on the stage. Yeah. He is. He's amazing. Um, and he has like a stutter. And, uh, oh, I might have. I wonder if that was a dude. Like, there was a dude I saw that had a stutter, and like he got heckled, and he found the great, like, greatest way to like shut that person down. Because I think we, I was talking with my girlfriend about uh, like stand up comedy and how like the real good ones, like if they get heckled, they know how to shut you down. Yep. And Drew Lynch is this guy's name. Yeah. And I got to see him live in Erie. Wonderful show. Uh. He does the crowd work like he always posts videos with his crowd work and he just like uh, takes shit and just goes he goes off on a tangent about it and like makes fun of the person. And mm-hmm. the, I mean, like, but sometimes it's in a mean way. Sometimes it's just like you're stupid. Like this is you know, like he, he kind of like spoon feeds that back to them that they're dumb. And then other times he's just he'll just take an idea and run with it. And it makes it unique and funny in its own mm-hmm. bit. Um Burt Kirscher is another guy I would love to see, but I want him to like his big thing is the machine. The story about him going to Russia and not knowing any Russian and being coming a part of the Russian mob. Mm-hmm. Love the story. If I went to go see him, I'd love a lot of new material. I've seen a lot of his specials, like all his material. 
still want to i want to be there i want mm-hmm. to him to do the machine live like i i don't know why i, I mean, like that, there's certain bits i'd like to hear live that is that is like i do like that because i know the i've only seen gabriel once I think I think he's going to be at the Canfield Fair, and I just remembered that the other day. And I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, he, wanna... he is, and I have to work that week, and I'm <sighs> furious. But... I want to buy, I want to buy tickets, but I really want to meet him because he's one of. I have his his first album that like you had to go through a special website to buy, nice. and like it's not even listed on his discography. And I cherish that motherfucker. Uh, but the one time I seen him live, he actually did like what bits do you, like right towards the end. He's like, what bits do you want to hear? Yeah. And he did uh. The Martin, yeah. that whole thing, and then he did a uh, racist gift basket. I would, I think I would got that show. I would got one in Cleveland and one in Akron. It was, it was Akron. Akron. It was the Akron show. Yeah, I remember him doing. He did that in Cleveland. Too. I forget which one he told in Cleveland. But he did the same thing. It's like, yeah, the the clock. I should be off. I should be off stage by now. But what do you guys want to hear? Yeah, but the thing that I always love about him because he'll do like a lot of stand up stuff and he puts stuff online. And he's what. Not a comedian that I, I compare him to Kevin Smith. He's a storyteller. Yeah. He can take something in his life and turn it into a fucking bit. The main thing is because I know people are like, oh, it's gimmicky, but he can do good voices. Yeah. And, but I, that adds to a story because I remember one time he was doing some sort of voiceover for something and he talked about how, um, they kept being like, oh, like do it a little bit different. And like, I think they wanted him to be more Mexican. And like, he was just kind of going back and forth. He did that. Like of like him, uh, the person in the studio talking to him and through the microphone and obviously a different voice, like a, like a female voice. Like, but he was telling you a story and he making it fun. And obviously it happened to him. And there's a lot of his material where he's just like, it's like even I love that he did a bit on this. Like the whole thing on the Portillo's chocolate cake shake. Yeah. Like soon as he like started talking about it, I was just like, I forget if I was with somebody or not. I'm just like, oh, like. Patilla's taco shake cake, and he, and he starts talking about that. I'm like, ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the show I went to in Cleveland, he was doing meet and greet after the show. Mm, yeah. Anybody wanted a picture, could meet him for a minute, come in and get a picture. I was wearing a DX jacket. He and I talked wrestling the entire time That's we were awesome. up there. Like, I, yeah, I had no clue you could wrestling fan. He called my jacket, and that's the first thing he pinpointed. I, and you mentioned Kevin Smith. Like, my love for everything he's done, his stand-up, like... It's they, the, the it whole isn't even stand up. It's just like the the thing he just did in Youngstown the yeah. other night. He basically took questions and told stories. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some of the stories. It was cool to hear some of the fun stories again. Like he does one about Jay Muse when he like coming into the rec center when they were just kind of sitting around doing nothing and him like flating everything in the building. And like I was cool to hear that live there. But he the stories he tells like. I could listen to him talk for hours. Like I have the one DVD that's a two-parter. It's like one in England and one somewhere in Australia, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think it was the evening with two, and it was like I think it totals like almost like four or five hours. I put those on and just listen. Like yeah, he, yeah. he's just got one of the voices, and he tells stories, and it's just wonderful. Like, and and he he's like got a gift for comedy, like. It's like just the his storytelling and making it funny and bringing everything back around. Like it, some people don't call it st- like consider it stand up, but it totally is. Like it's some some mm-hmm. like he just takes questions, but then he tells you like a story to get back around to the question. It's just genius. I always say like if you're a fan of his, go see him at least once. I traveled all the way out to Ann Arbor like 2008 or nine. That's dedication. But who's gonna go to Ann Arbor on purpose? <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of fun. I I, I played some Ohio State because I didn't have because obviously like I didn't have I don't think I had it on my iPod like I had it on my phone or something 
and I played it on it. Maybe I did have it on my iPod and I tried to like play stuff going through there. But anyway, um, like it's just that he'll take like 20 minutes to answer a question. Like he'll go up this tangent about ball rats and then he's like, uh, to answer your question, I had a Pop-Tart for breakfast. So like, yeah, like love he, it. they told him he had an hour for us. He did two. And then he actually did like another half hour because there was a person that was coming up to ask a question that he told to go sit down until like other people came through and he forgot. And then he called them up at the end and had them ask their question. And then he did like a whole nother bit. So, uh, it was really cool. Like it was, uh, it was a really fun experience. I'm glad I got to do it. It was free, which was really awesome. And, uh, I was always jealous that like Kent got that and he never came around again, really. Mm -hmm. And I saw him do like a smod cast at Peabody's in Cleveland a long time ago. And it was fun, but it wasn't like his stand-up that I wanted, and I got it this time, so it was really nice. Yeah, the the one show I am able to get to, and I'm glad I got to before he passed with George Carlin. Ugh. And the best part about that one was he was getting ready for what ended up being his last HBO special, and he actually had the bit written down on paper, but he hadn't memorized them yet, and he even apologized, hey, if you grew up, I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep it working, what Duncan, I don't have it memorized yet. And he just read uh, the bit he did about the uh, worldwide national decanter. He's reading that off the peak of paper before he did it on TV. Is that one life is worth losing? I think so. He would always hit Stambaugh before the special came yeah. out. I remember that. Like, he would always hit his tour, and Stambaugh was always the one of the last stops before the special came. Yeah. And I'm, I'm bummed I never got to see him. I was kind of young at the time. And being, be- like, old, older now, like, I went back and I downloaded, a, like, most of his albums, and we listened to him at my job. And... Some of his stuff would not fly today. No, it but damn no. if it ain't true. The stuff that he said was so true. It, course, it doesn't even matter if it wouldn't fly. It was so true. It was so good. And of course, Kevin Work he can't carry on television. I think I looked down to like three now. Yeah, yeah. But that was my one of my mom's favorite bits, and she like knew it by heart. And she would like I would always get a kick out of making her repeat it because <laughs> then she'd say all the dirty words. Yeah. It's kind of topical for right now because I'm just such in the mood for it. Have you guys checked out this the new epic rap battles of history? I haven't. I've only seen maybe a handful of them. I don't know which one can do and which one aren't. I've had a coworker that's been kind of me a bunch of them. I remember the new one, but uh, this we should actually. I almost want to do a reaction later, <laughs> like because I love epic rap battles of history, and uh, this one is George Carlin versus Richard Pryor. I have not. Heard oh my! That. It is so fucking good. Like I. My new favorite thing is is I'll watch reaction videos mm-hmm. because like I know what my reactions were and then like getting other people's reactions if they catch lines. But not a but spoiler. Like they do a couple lines on the seven words you can't say on TV. It's so fucking nice. good. Right, I'm going to make a note of the. I have. To I think it. in between recordings we should watch it just so I can. There's get there's a reaction. Like I like reaction videos to like movie trailers. They always get me a little bit more hype. Like especially like the Marvel ones. Oh, like yeah. I love Kevin Smith's reaction to Marvel movies. Like the the one the last one. Like he had tears. Like he was so excited, was crying and stuff. I'm like, that's how I feel sometimes. Like watching stuff like i get so hyped and i get like i i, I well mm-hmm. up a little bit and i'm like why am i crying over a stupid fucking video but it happens man like, like infinity war and endgame a lot of those trailers like i remember watching them for the first time i remember my reactions um the first infinity war one like with all the fano stuff mostly stuff that i had heard in leaked footage and leaked trailers and like i was like going nuts for it same thing i think with the second one and the endgame one the one that I remember is the ending when it goes down to like 
Avengers. And then it's like, I'm like, okay. Like, it's like in the head, it's like moment of truth. I am now seconds away. What is this fucking movie called? And it's like end game. I was like, all right, end game. Here we go. This is awesome. Yeah, they, uh, they're they so good with their trailers. And, I, and the best part, I think, there's certain companies that are so terrible with how they do their trailers. Like, did you see the Venom movie? Yes. In the trailer, they literally give away the ending bit of the film, like the ending last comedy bit before the movie ends with him talking to the the guy that was robbing the store. Yeah. That was in the trailer. So I was waiting for it the whole fucking film because I knew it was coming. Like and as and as soon as they did the whole bit at the beginning with him do, him stealing the shit and nothing happening, I'm like, that's gonna be at the end of the movie. That's when they're gonna the, when he's gonna do his bit with Venom. I was like, son of a bitch, they ruined that yeah. whole film to me. And I, like the movie wasn't good to begin with, but like that irked me so bad that Sony does that. And but Marvel, they they don't throw in fake shit to get you thrown mm-hmm. off. And they're geniuses when it comes to stuff. I hate. When companies throw out a trailer and it tells you the whole movie, Elysium with Matt Damon. A lot of people love that movie. I love the sci-fi aspects of it. Uh-huh. I watched the trailer. I knew what the ending was going to be, even though they didn't really give it away. I knew what the ending was going to be after watching the trailer. I was like, I guarantee such and such happens. Watched the movie. I was I was pissed at myself because I'm like, yep, that's how that ended. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. And I love the guy who did it, Neil Blum. Uh, Blomkamp, I think is how he pronounces last. He's amazing. He did a, a bunch of other stuff. He's doing another uh, big time like movie coming out soon that I'm excited for. Um, but it was so like cookie cutter, and I'm yeah. like, I was so upset about it because it could have been something so different, so cool. I always think there's two different kinds of trailers. There's ones that tell you too much of the story, and there's the ones that like the trailer's so vague that you're like, what the fuck's this movie about? Mm-hmm. Like um, the box, I remember watching the trailer for that. Going, I don't know what this fucking movie's about. I'm like, I'll, I'll go see it. All right. Uh, one that it's not the the trailer's fault, and I know a lot of people like really don't like this movie, but Titanic, mm-hmm. like, like there's footage in that trailer of the the of Titanic going down. Right. So when he's like in, uh, in the lower levels of the boat as it's starting to f- starting to sink, and it's like, oh no, like. I got to get out from these these uh, handcuffs. Like, here, help me get out. I'm like, you're getting out. You're, you're later in the timeline that we know of the Titanic. Like, right. you're alive, so you're at least making it out. But that's kind of like the movie's about the fucking boat sinking. Like, you have to have some shit in there. That's but not like fault. I feel like there. Yeah, like there's an art to to doing a movie trailer. Like, you need to give just enough away, but not everything. And some of them just like you can tell when the movie's going to be a stinker because they give everything away and. You're like, I bet that's all the funny parts of the movie right there. Yeah. And it's like, and you go see it and you're like, son of a bitch. Could have just saved the money and just watched the trailer and laughed. Marvel is so good. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're one of the, they, I, they can't be topped when it comes to that. Like they'll edit out characters, like whether they're going to be in a shot, they'll yeah, like with Hulk and Wakanda in the trailer, he was there in the movie. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then, uh, end game. They edit out Pepper from a shot uh, towards the beginning of the movie. They edit out. They don't show you Thor, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was another good one? Because there was a lot for that one. I'm just like, oh, like, we didn't see this shit. Like, you don't see this version of the Hulk. Actually, no, I think you don't see the Hulk at all. I don't think in any of the trailer. I think so. I've seen it four times. Yeah, now, I think so there, was, like, there was a lot of... 
there's a lot of just like subtle stuff like the opening with just tony talking and all that stuff it's just like you knew this was the the big time like this was it this is what we worked 22 like all this all this time for like oh there's a 22 movies it's like 10 years 11 11 yeah okay because it was 10 years in infinity war okay end game one year later so it's like we worked all this time to get to this point and that's that's some talent man like look what dc did like they had a they had, marvel gave them a blueprint like this is how you do this shit and everybody loves it dc's like we're gonna do our own thing we're gonna flip-flop it and it flopped hard i i always say the problem with it i might have said on the show i can't remember one of the issues is they were trying to catch up with Marvel way too much. And the th- what made Marvel so good, like, in reality, the Iron Man and Hulk movies came out the same year, mm-hmm. the same year as The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. One of the, the, at that time, the biggest superhero movies. And, like, that obviously had its own tone. And, like, Marvel's kind of like, well, we have this idea. And obviously with the first two movies, they're building a bigger universe. Nobody's fucking done that. Right. As soon as you see Nick Fury at the end of of Iron Man, you're like, boom, we're going. Well, well, there's there's a whole other universe we're getting here. But at that time, it was kind of like, okay, like, will we get it? And then like Hulk come out later. There, like, I got on the 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 whole train of it right before Iron Man two. So I remember like Hulk was out, Iron Man was out, and there was all this buzz like, oh, they're gonna create this shit. I watched them, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's let's see where we go. Iron Man two comes up, and obviously they build on just. All of that, and then from did, Iron Man two to Thor, then Thor to Captain America. And Captain did you America have Avengers. the like the kind of hesitation though? Because like, how many times in movies have they built stuff, and it's like, okay, but we're gonna have different actors in this. Like, I was afraid with like when Hulk X Men movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of yes, pointing. Oh, it. My bad. Yeah, like the X Men films, or like with Hulk with with him leaving and stuff. Like, I thought that was gonna be a big thing, but you know what? Mark Ruffalo fucking killed it and was awesome, and I love him. Um, but like, I was so Ed afraid Morton like. Who? yeah uh so i was like man i was like i don't know like i feel like there's there's too many moving parts this isn't going to work out the way they want like i just can't get attached to these characters and here we are all this time later and it's like i don't see anybody else playing these characters ever the i mean save for hugh jackman as wolverine the the x-men movies as much as i love them he was the only real like one that stayed through everything and did everything and yeah, yeah what, a couple of movies people didn't like because of certain characters not looking the way they wanted them to but you know what i love all of that i will watch any of them any day of the week minus last stand i thought that movie sucked and that's why i didn't go see dark phoenix because it's probably gonna suck again that story is hard to tell in one movie and they're trying to do it and it's just i don't see it working and being cool last stand was the movie that got me hooked on staying after friend credits Really? Because that was the first movie I heard there was an end credit scene. Okay. Like, well, because well, well, I know, like, Ferris Bueller had, well, but, like, X2, that's when- X2 had the the phoenix coming up out of the water at the end. It was, like, real subtle, but you could see a phoenix beneath the water. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that was the first end credits that I remember. Yeah, I like the fact I've trained my 12-year-old daughter that there might be end credit gink. We have to get through the credit. Go, like, she'll go to come cartoon movie with my, with my mom. Like, we can't leave yet. There might be something in the credit. When it took my five-year-old Gunnicky Toy Story 4, where I knew there would be mid-credit game, he's trying to get me out of that theater. There's more coming, Logan. Get down. Yeah. One, I remember I went to go see the Aqua Teen movie with a friend. And I was just like, that was obviously before you could easily look at the stuff online. I'm just like, all right. Like, a lot of these movies have something at the end. I just want to see if something happens. He's like, there's not going to be anything. There's not going to be anything. I'll be pissed if there's nothing. There was a small scene. But... 
it was kind of like, all right, fine. There was something like I loved Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like, and I was like the build up to the movie. Like, I felt like it took forever, and by the time the movie came out, I didn't give a fuck about them, and I've never really looked back. But like, I've gone back and looked at some stuff, and I'm like, man, that was really funny. Like, that bit was really great, and like, there were certain things I really liked. But I was like hooked on them for a hot, hot minute leading up to the movie, and I never went and saw the movie, and like, I just kind of just dropped off from them all of a sudden. I don't know. I did that with a lot of Adult Swim shit. I think one of the things is I kind of got to a point where I'm like, I realized it's stoner drunk comedy. Like it's for people that come home from the bar or people stoned late at night watching it. Like it's that makes some, sense. Some of it's, some of it's, actually because Adult Swim, I, why I became a fan of Family Guy because I started watching it on there and I'm like, oh, like, oh, I guess the show's pretty good. All right, cool. I just watched it because there was lots of seasons and you could binge it. Like that's the only time, like when I finally watched all a lot of it. And, like, I'm like, okay, whatever. And, like, American Dad and a lot of those. Like, I think American Dad's superior to Family Guy. I, f- I fell off on American Dad a long time ago. I fell off on Family Guy a couple years ago. Nothing against them. It's just, like, I got behind on episodes and then mm-hmm. I said, fuck it. Um, other shows that I fell off on. And, actually, one I went back to. Uh, I'll, I'll get to it because, like, everyone's like, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. I'm like, all right, let me try it. And I watched it, the first episode, and it got me, like, remember all those adult swim shows you liked and you didn't finish mm-hmm. just go try and watch one of your favorite ones metalopolis i fucking love that show and i was just like i fell off after a while and i'm like i want to want to watch it all I, kinda, I really love that whole concept and it was a fake band that actually put out real music and they were kind of like heavy metal like heavier kiss on steroids of like how popular they were so like i never went back to rick and morty and i just finished like that but also, like, I know I fell off on Venture Brothers. I love that show. Yeah, I, I kept hearing about Rick and Morty, and I just so happened to catch, like, the season two premiere, like, the randomly. And then I went back and watched the first season on Hulu and then, like, watched all of the season two when it premiered. And then same with, or was season one and two out? Maybe I'm thinking of season three. I'm thinking of season three. So one and two were out at the time, so I watched, I binged those, and then, like, the they released the random episode like season one episode to kind of like get things going again and then i kind of watched all that once it came out but yeah i don't even watch the show but i just want szechuan sauce to come back again oh well we're getting Mulan again so we fucking better like it's crazy like how fans like got that to come back and like a lot of the rick and morty fans i know they're like i think that stuff was so horrible i'm like i don't even watch the show but i had it and i'm like I I just told my girlfriend this the other day. I was like, if I had a choice to pick from my favorite McDonald's menu item of all time, the McRib and Szechuan sauce, I'll take a yearly Szechuan sauce release over McRib. Like you can get rid of the McRib. I'll I'll take the Szechuan sauce all day long. I have something for you after we we talk. I have a drawer full. I still have some in a cupboard. I have <laughs> mine. Mine. Like I'm supposed to send to a friend of mine from Canada, but it's just like. I'm horrible at sending shit out like that, and I have to send it to like a PO box in New York because uh, over over border shipping is crazy expensive, yeah. and it takes one. Because I ordered a I ordered something from the a CFL team, like from their store, and like the shipping like took like a week and a half. I want to say, and most of like it would. It, I had a like a tracking number. It would tell me when it got to the border. That's it. And like after, like it was still like almost a week after it got to the board before it got to me. Yeah, I've ordered stuff where it's coming from China and it's like telling me it's like in this weird, like just 
words mixed together that I couldn't tell you. And like from location to location, and then all of a sudden nothing for like two or three days. And then it would just pop up in the US and like making its way to be from like uh, Los Angeles. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like I th- that's how I got my shower curtain, I think, was that way. It's a good shower curtain. It is. I, I enjoy it. I haven't gotten anything else. Like, I found some other ones I really liked, but I'm like, you can't pass up Taco Pizza Cat. I think I've seen that as a pop socket before. I think my girlfriend was going to get that one. Then we just found one that looked like our cat last weekend. And she was like, all right, I'm buying this one. That shower curtain probably has all kinds of terrible chemicals in it that... Yeah. (laughs) But Oh, well. It's cool. All right. This has been long enough. Let's uh, wrap this show up with our... uh, We still got your show to do. We got uh, the, the Fave Five questions. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five questions. Now, can you dig it? So let's start with question number one. I got a couple I haven't asked. I think this is perfect because you both you aren't wrestlers. Uh, Deathmatch wrestling or comedy wrestling? Comedy for me, with a bar, bar none. And it's not a, nothing against deathmatch wrestling. It's like a blow-off of a feud and it's telling a story. My biggest gripe with the uh, Mockley Janela match recently. Mm-hmm. There's no story to it. It was just, we want to do deathmatch shit. Yeah. I don't like deathmatches for the sake of doing deathmatches. If there's a story to it, would that warrant it? Fantastic. Yeah. Like, going back to what you were saying earlier, actually, I have a friend of mine, and I won't say his name, but I know he hates with a passion comedy wrestling. It's horrible and this and that, but, like, he loves deathmatch wrestling. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of the same extreme. <laughs> like... If you really want to kill somebody, like you want to make a believe, be like we're gonna like we're out for bloodlust. Like I'll bring a gun and shoot you. Like how, how are we gonna believe that like someone's gonna take all this pain? Like I don't know. That's just that's just me. So getting into indie wrestling, um, Sick Nick Mondo mm-hmm. is who did it for me. Deathmatch was how I, I really got into indie wrestling. CZW Tournament of Death, loved it, loved it. Give me all the blood, violence, whatever. Now, all these years later, like fifteen years later comedy wrestling all day like i can't i've seen some of the deathmatch shit and i'm just like i can't like I, after seeing sexy eddie like pump the blood from his vein into his oh. mouth after nick gage was life flighted and died i'm over it like i, I it's 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 uh, it's had its place like i can't i can't do it like aiw gets to that point sometimes like with some of their stuff is kind of like on that edge and i'm like Seeing some of these unprotected chair shots lives makes me sick to my stomach. And I was like, if this was me 15 years ago, I'd love it. It'd be bloodlust. It'd be great. I'd be going crazy. But now it makes me sick. It makes me sad. And I'm just like, I, I don't want to see this. Like, I like this person. I just talked to him 20 minutes ago. Don't do that to him. Like, we live in a post-Chris Benoit world where, yeah. where unprotected chair shots, we've seen the results. Like, it's scary now. It's scary to see the stuff happen. Like that changed a lot for me. I think once that happened, because Benoit was one of my all-time favorites, and once that happened, it it's I, I don't care for a lot of that anymore. It's just too real. Like now, I don't know. So yeah, comedy wrestling, Joey Ryan. <laughs> I'll take a dick flip over like a light tube spot any day. Yeah, I, I, it's weird for me saying comedy wrestling. I'm a big a fan of the original ECW I was too. But that was really kind of. The, I love ECW too, but like it just, I feel like it's it it had its place and like that stuff happened. It's there. It is what it is. But looking at it now, like I I wouldn't want to see that live now. Like that's scary live yeah. now. I never fear for anybody death in ECW. I think that's the main difference with it too. 
Like they, uh, they they did they did some creaky shit. But I was I never, never afraid uh, for for wrestlers until I broke my neck, and now I'm afraid uh, everybody's gonna break theirs. So that's like a transitive property that came from me breaking my neck in a wrestling ring. Is now everybody is going to get hurt and break their neck, and it's just scary to me. Like it like for a while, I didn't even want to go to live shows because of like every time I'd go to AIW, I would end up like a nervous wreck for everybody. And then this would be fine. And I'd try to enjoy myself. And sometimes I would, but I'd be a nervous wreck because like, Oh, I don't want them to get hurt. Now I'm kind of getting out of that again. Like I'm, I'm trying to yeah. get like comfortable with everything and knowing they're, they're trained. What happened to me was an accident. It's not going to happen to everybody. You just need to enjoy the show. And yeah. I'm getting better about that. Question number two, physical media or digital. Ooh. So I was hardcore physical. You can see, like, I, I have a shelf with some stuff on it. Um, in the last year, I've been going strictly digital. Like, if I can't, like, when I go to buy movies and stuff, if it doesn't come with the digital copy, I don't buy it anymore. Like, I don't Same. I don't want to pop it in. Like, I'd rather have it right there on my Voodoo account. Like, if I buy stuff from Walmart, I use my Walmart account on my phone, mm -hmm. and it automatically puts it right on there. Even if it doesn't say it, 99.9% of the time. There's a weird gamble on that. Really? Like sometimes I'll buy something. I'll be like, okay, I might get a digital copy with it. Like, it, like if it doesn't say it, like, oh, let me see. See if they, they give me a digital copy. and But it's not guaranteed. I've had it on stuff that I didn't expect and stuff that I'm like, oh, maybe like, or maybe I'm hoping that they give me a digital copy. They don't. So that's something like I'm that's what because I've almost been the last year or two where it's like I have to have that at least a digital copy. And now that they're doing digital copies get released sooner, like I already have Endgame pre-ordered mm -hmm. through Voodoo. So like at midnight when that motherfucker comes out, what I'll probably do is fast forward to the third act and watch it because it's hands down my favorite part. But yeah, so about you? with me, it really depends on what on what it is I'm getting video game. I don't want the, the fickle copy of it. Mm hmm. I, I I just especially with hard drives and things like that. I'm yeah. I just I don't trust deleting something that I downloaded and trying to get it back. <laughs> five, to my five laptops later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. still video game wise. I I've done some digital, but absolutely physical. Like I feel like with certain stuff, I just feel like it's better to have a physical copy of. Yeah. Like certain games, I'll go digital just because. I don't want to go fight the line or deal with yeah. the people, but like I've seen somewhere it's like okay, the game like maybe it's on sale online ten dollars i can direct or i can go down the road and get it for ten dollars i'm like well i don't have to leave my house right i'll take them but if there's a price difference i might try to figure it out but right sometimes too like amazon that's the that's the great one like you can get it sent to you maybe a little bit cheaper than you would at a store it's like so awesome yeah but but with like with movie like with netflix and hulu at some point the movie i'm looking at gonna be on one little curve i don't necessarily need to i don't necessarily need to Watch it whenever every second I want it. Go, I might do digital for that, more for that. Wrestling DVD, if there's one that got stuff that's not on the network, I'll still buy a physical copy of it. If not, not like on a network, who cares? But for WWE stuff, I always like having the physical copy if it's something I've been to. Like the WrestleMania I went to, I ended up buying that at the exchange. I forget how much, like within the past year, because it was cheap. And I'm like, well, WrestleMania I went to, here's the full physical copy. Cool, I'll take it. Yeah. But like, I went recently and there was like uh, some WWE pay per view there, and I'm like, man, why am I going to pay? Or you know, I've seen I've seen it on Voodoo, like, oh, I'll pay thirty bucks for this digital copy, and I'm like, oh, the network, why? And we had a we had a buyback near here until about a year or so ago, and I would go in there and get the get the used wrestling DVD for cheap, 
And they had a copy of like Survivor Theory 2001 that was like twenty nine ninety five. I'm like, is it twenty nine ninety five because it got the old WWF logo on it? But that's literally the only thing I could think of. It just, I think if their system was how many they have in their system. If they don't have any, it makes it a little bit more rare and a mm. little bit more pricier. Yeah, but it's like I, I mean, I had a VHF copy from when I taped it on pay per view basket at the time anyway. But it was like this after the network had even started too at that yeah. point. And but I think like, a lot of the time there with C- with the CD warehouse and stuff like that, they also like pulled their prices from like Amazon. So if like some random seller was like had it for that price, that's what they marked it at because somebody yeah. else is going to get it for that. So and they they a lot of their stuff came from like they did a lot of sales on Amazon too. Like you'd go there and you could see like CD warehouse Niles or CD warehouse like Akron. Like, they had them okay. all over, so, like, it was really interesting to kind of see. I think the thing about me for physical copies that I, it's, I, it's the only reason why I can't get out of them on, on a lot of stuff. And granted, I do love having the, the option of having both, but it's something like you have here and in your living room. Like, I, I always like displaying a collection. That's the collector side of me. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the first two seasons of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. something that you really didn't have to buy. But I will admit, because even I've tempted on it, like just the packaging for it. Oh yeah, the I mean, old the VHS, school like yes. VHS style. That's what really got me. And plus, like I got season two right now. It's ten bucks at Target. Mm. You can't pass it for ten bucks for Blu-ray. Mm, and I'm just, like, yeah, I'm give that me. to me. And then like I, I got both of them for real cheap, and then I just waited like an extra year. And like I'm gonna be one of those people. I'm probably gonna cancel my Netflix this year. Like they've canceled all my Marvel shows. I do. I well. Tried, they didn't. Well, I mean, they did, but well, you know why they did We don't know who. They tossed the blame back and forth like a football, and nobody was officially blamed for it. But maybe it's because we're getting them on Disney, on, and they're going to put it on Hulu. But they're taking all the costumes and everything, and they're auctioning it all off. So we're not going to see the same yeah. thing we saw before. Um, but when I – like any shows now, like on Netflix, there's not enough new content to keep me on there. Their original stuff that I enjoy – is like once a year, twice a year. Mm-hmm. So why not just subscribe like once a like once a year for a month, binge all the shit I want to see, and not have to worry about the bill. I can like my girlfriend still has an account with her friends. I can go on there and watch what if there's something specific. That's the thing to do. I'm just like I'm kind of over having it at my fingertips all the time because I don't need anything on there. Like I, I use Hulu or the network or wrestling more than I mm-hmm. use Netflix, and Netflix it just keeps getting more and more expensive. Like. The thing that they're trying to do, they want to, like, their their original series, they want to be able to, like, soon as you're about to cancel, oh, man, there's this coming up. Like, we just had Stranger Things. And at end of this month, another series has another big season, mm-hmm. uh, Orange is the New Black. That's yeah, final, yeah. And then I think just a week after that, I want to say it's really close, is the next season of Glow. I'm sometime, looking forward to that. Sometime in August, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it's August, the beginning of August. August has Glow and has Mindhunter. Mindhunter is one of my favorite things that they've done. It's about serial killers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, August, I'll definitely still keep it. And I think after August, I'm probably done unless they, I don't know, hook me somehow else. But all my shows have been in, like, the four months that I really enjoy from yeah. them. So unless they drop, like, a new season of Ozark in September, I'm probably done for a bit. All right, question number three. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Why well, I took the question. Yeah, bacon. I go bacon. Because I love sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like sausage, but it's not bacon. Well, let, me, let me put it to you this way. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan took a 10-minute bit on bacon. Have you ever heard a comedian do a 10-minute bit on sausage? No. 
We're done. No, but I've heard a comedian do a 10-minute bit on water and then a couple minutes later do a 10-minute bit on milk. Thank you, Lewis Black. Back on Black on Broadway. One of my favorite com- comedy specials. <laughs> okay, fair point. But I, I've always liked bacon over sausage. Now, every once in a while, I, I, I want sausage, and I'll specifically get that. But like most of the time, like when it comes to for breakfast meat, it's bacon for me. Link, conch link, or conch patty. Don't take my fucking question. With that character, well, it goes. It goes with it. It's uh, for bacon, crispy or not crispy, uh, for sausage, link or patty. I, I honestly had no clue you had that on there. <laughs> I like someone doesn't listen to my shit. Yeah, dude. Wow. I, I, I have time to listen to our podcast. But you listen to Cornette. <laughs> I haven't even been looking to him much lately. In Q&A uh, one, yeah, but the experience, not really. So I would go crispy bacon, and I would go... I like the link. Yeah, I'd say link. Link and crispy. Yeah. Crispy bacon for sure. With sausage, if I'm having a sandwich, I want the patty. If I'm just oh, having it a yeah. side, I want the link. I always really look at it as like if you're at a buffet, like a breakfast buffet, for me, it would be Shoney's. Like, they have both in front of you. What are you grabbing? Like, of sausage, the bacon, links. and then if it would, it would be a link. link or patty. Yeah, yeah, link, yeah. Oh, just the links, and then like pour some like syrup on it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's why I like... Or even like two. Like, sh- like, do we have a Shoney's around here? Jerry? No, we haven't had a Shoney's around here, and I. Uh, you have to go like south of Canton on seventy-seven. That's the closest one, and like I think I talked to someone at that one. They said there was only two Shoney's left in the state. They were one, and then I think the other one might have been the one around. They have another one around Marietta. Is there a famous WCW wrestler that lives in Ohio that we could get the open one? <laughs> Definitely not just incredible. He won't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a uh, sushi bar show. Um, oh, don't don't get me started on that show. I wasn't even at that show, and don't get me started on it. Yeah, that just sounds like a crock of shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> I know somebody that got taken in on that and, and went to that show for Gage and was so disappointed. I'm like, sir, if you're going to see him, you need to go to AIW. He's that's the only place is going to have him locally. Uh, question number three: Wings bone in or out? I've listened to this question be asked, and I'm I'm happy that there's finally somebody that had a good reason for for the the boneless. Mm. And I always wanted to come up with a really good reason and be that person, but now I, I go bone in. Like there's, I don't think they're chicken nuggets. I don't like that that combination. To me, because they're they're fully like dipped in sauce, that that's not a chicken nugget at that point. Like if there was breading on it. Then it's a chicken nugget with the sauce on it, and and there not being any like breading on it. It's not that. It's like a, a chicken bite. Like there's uh, Tyson has chicken bites mm-hmm. that are like rib meat filled, like whatever. I get those every once in a while. They're okay, but but yeah, bone in, bone in. What do you got? Usually bone in, but a lot of time bone lick is either game prank or cheaper when you get more meat. So sometimes you go quantity over quality. I feel like they use rib meat mixed in with it, and it's not always a hundred percent. Like when you get the the chicken wing, it's like it's it's a hundred percent chicken because you're like getting it right off the bone. Yeah, if all if all things if all things are equal, bone in. Okay. Okay. Uh, question number four: um, Coffee or energy drinks? I don't even know what I'm asking. This. I think I know both your answers, but it's a newer one. I like asking. I don't, I don't think you know my answer actually. I'm drinking energy drink here, but I, I would honestly say coffee. Really? Okay. I'm not a fan of coffee at all. I'm an energy drink guy. So, like, uh, Steve Guy was actually 
I, I was agreeing with him on it. Like I've never really drank coffee. Like the one time I did, uh, it made my stomach feel warm and then I felt sick the whole time that it felt warm. So I'd rather have cold drinks than warm drinks. I like hot chocolate. That, that's, that's my thing with coffee. Like I can drink coffee. It's been quite a while since I actually have, but to me, I grew up more hot chocolate. So there's always like this certain taste I'm expecting with a very hot fucking beverage in a mug. And when I get coffee, I'm like, it's not the same. And of the two, I'll take an energy drink any day of the week. Certain cappuccinos I like. Uh, like well, there's one from Speedway that my mom used to get all the time. And mm-hmm. like every once in a while, I'll have one of those. But Tim Hortons hot chocolate for the win. Like they're my favorite. Tim Hortons frozen hot chocolate, which they, I don't think they have it anymore. Pisses me off. See, I'm not a frozen. I've but tried frozen hot chocolate. And I'm not a fan. It's basically like an ice cap, but choc- hot chocolate flavor. Right. Like it even has that like how, how def- hot chocolate is different from regular chocolate. Right. Like it actually has that like that kind of taste. Like it was so good. I, I, I don't like it. That's yeah. And then- uh, question number on five. Got to go with one of my favorites. Uh, a staple here on the podcast. Uh, what is it, Jared? No, I'm, got- <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I look at your show once in a while. I don't, I'm not a regular listener. Is it Die Hard? Is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah, the Wilkman question, formerly of Kick Attitude, not really a podcast anymore, but it's still the Wilkman question here. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah, and anybody who can otherwise get fucking wrong. Uh, I like the answer that um, one called Manders gave. Actually, well, you gave it, and then he agreed with it. It's a holiday it's not a holiday movie but it's a christmas movie like yeah yeah it's like a yeah it's i i, 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 I do it. watch it during christmas though like it's not christmas season to me until uh hans, hans falls off the the Nakatomi. like yeah. i watch it every year now like maybe i'm just like trying to to buck that stereotype and be that guy but i do watch it every year and i only feel like i want to watch it during that like i don't want to watch it during the summer i want to watch it during christmas because like he's there going to see the family try to get things back together Mm -hmm. i feel like there's some vibes there like and the fact that they say that um that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie isn't a Christmas movie. Yeah, the, the, it's like the, the director who says it's not. It's like fuck off. Well, it's like Bruce Willis says it's not because it's a Bruce Willis film. It's like shut up. That was more, I think, because it was the, uh, um, the roast, and it was just the. Eh, it's just the line, like ah, like uh, set of attention right now. Like it's a Bruce Willis movie. Like oh, here, here's my here's my thing with Die Hard and why I think it's a Christmas movie. It's a Harry, the, po- the, it's a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, the entire the entire point of Die Hard and he is trying to get home on Christmas and family. That's the basic plot of it. Like mm-hmm. safer and, and go home to see the yeah. It's, exactly. It, it's it's snowing it, and it's it, an action uh, version of plane train and automobile. It's food. sort no of snowing at the end of the film with like the paper falling. Like it's their way of making yeah. it snow. And like it's yeah, it's you know who you know who adamant about Die Hard not being a Christmas movie. Boyd Legrande. The rec cloud in California worked for APW. Been with APW for like twenty years. Adamant, Die Hard, not a Christmas movie. Every every Christmas, like like Facebook is inundated with people telling him, "Hey, my favorite Christmas movie gone Die Hard. Not a Christmas movie." 
people I think go get overly crazy about though. This is why I look at it and be like, people gotta get mad when I say like to me it's not, but if it's you, like do your fucking thing. I'm like, if you'd like put it in on Christmas, I'm not like trying to kick in your door, ripping it out of your fucking system. No, like if you want to, watch I, I it, honestly watch haven't it. seen Jingle all the way in forever, and I don't know why they don't play it on TV. Like, I feel like we get a Christmas story on every station, but we don't get like the alternatives. Like, I haven't seen Jingle all the way in forever. I haven't seen um, a couple of different films. Like, that's why. We're not when we talk about digital. Like that's why, like buying them. Like this past Christmas, like all my favorite Christmas movies, I made sure I had digital copies for it. And the, the you know, the movie that get played every Christmas and it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life. It happened to take place at Christmas, but that's like it. That no, the Grinch. See, that's that's a, that's a lot of people's argument for why Die Hard isn't a Christmas film is just because it takes place at Christmas. It released in July. Yeah, it, yeah. it's this and that, but yeah, but. Die, again, the Christmas integral to the plot of Die Hard. I feel like it's, it's not an action Christmas film. Yeah, How about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a Wonderful Life. Christmas is not integral to the plot of that movie. Okay. Other people think Frozen is a Christmas movie because there happened to be snow in it. Like the entire point of that movie is that it's not supposed to be snowing. It's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, I I go with like my explanation. Like I don't think it's what people say Christmas movie. They mean holiday movie. And Die Hard is not a holiday movie because people think like a real holiday movie is like is Jingle All the Way. It is Home Alone. It is uh, Santa Claus, like where it's just like everything about it is just all about like the holiday. Now you have like the other like alternative Christmas movies like Die Hard, uh, Batman Returns, Rocky Four, if you want to go that route. There's like there's so I even joke around. I'm like Step Brothers national lampoons to me like their their christmas vacation i don't know like there's people that love that movie to death i own it i own it digitally i don't find it that funny like there's Dude. one or two bits that i think are Same. funny but like <sighs> if the part that are funny are fucking hilarious though that like mm. i think if i would rank the natural lampoons movies that in between that and european vacation might be what i rank the lowest but European Vacation, I haven't watched in a while. Mm-hmm. So, like, it might have gotten better. I love Vegas Vacation. The original, obviously, that one is, like, really good. Right. So, it's like, eh, like you're not even the best in your your own field. And, obviously, yeah. Vegas Vacation is subjective. Like, I know people, like, probably think, ah, that was one of the most recent ones. It's horrible. It's just, eh, whatever. I, it was I, know, I like, the, I like there's a, they played the hell out of it on TV. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I think that uh, a lot of Adam Sandler's films get that same thing, like... Oh, his movies get worse as he got older. But if you look at it, they played those movies way more. So, like, Big Daddy, every single day on USA Network was Big Daddy. Like, I haven't seen it in forever, and I probably wouldn't care to see it for another 10, 15 years because I saw it so much on USA Network. And if you go into our archive, we do have an episode where you and I went really in-depth on Adam Scanlon movies. Oh, yeah, we did talk about, like, try to, like... We, them we started all ranking everything. them for like no parent rank on one episode. We ran short. <laughs> I can still like quote Big Daddy. Like there's certain parts. Uh, like there's some uh, great stuff like Hip Hop Anonymous. Yes. Um, uh, Damn you, Scuba Steve. Like there's some good stuff I wh- in there. I wet my own ass. <laughs> I just said that <laughs> yeah. recently. Just like, like I wet my own ass. And they're like what? I'm like nothing. Um, like Anger Management was another one that like people didn't really like, but I f- thought had some great stuff in it. Yeah. Like like you said, fish. Pony, <laughs> <laughs> Damn you! Give him the easy ones. Uh, 
Hooters. Like I could, there's, there's some of them like, like it'll come out of me out of nowhere. Or like I'll think of like, like only like you and my grandmother like have to pee every seven minutes or something like that. Coco got the really random cheese cheesecake drombo reference. Yes. <laughs> you got, you got order three, three piece cheesecake. <laughs> okay. Peace out. And every movie we have mentioned it better than little Nikki. Fuck that movie. Whoa. I hate that movie. I'm sorry. Is that a hot take? That, that, <laughs> That got, that got hot take and had more controversial than Don't Mech with the Gohan, like a horrible movie, too. But That is absolutely a horrible movie. But Little Nicky, dude, there was so much good stuff I in Little Nicky. I love movie. that movie. I hated that fucking movie. Release the good. I think that the whole like face thing was probably a misstep for the film. Yeah. But I feel like the rest of it was so solid. Like, I love when he's, like, floating up to, like, talk to her and shit. Like, there's so many little things that are just so funny. Like, when he's in the the one brother's, like, the the priest and he's, like, on the pizza. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many funny things, like, that kind of tie to religion. And that's why I think, like, Dogma is such a great film, too. Oh, Dogma, fantastic. Dogma might be my favorite Kevin. I don't. I don't, don't want to sit here and dog on religion forever, so we should probably just stop. There. But like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna dog on religion. I'm gonna dog on a great fucking movie. You may not dog on it, but like, I could go for a while on it. <laughs> yeah, religions to each their own. Yeah. That's where I'm to it. Uh, as lo- I've looked at it because I, I do identify as a Christian, but I'm like, I'm not trying to push my beliefs on anybody's throat as long as anybody doesn't try to push their beliefs, whether wherever they are at. Like, I'm fine. Like, like, let's just. We don't have to talk about that shit because at the end, like, does it really matter? Like, what you think, what I think, that's just me. That's an awesome new metal reference. Word up, Lincoln Park. <laughs> I like, I like. Honestly, I do love Lincoln Park. Like, I, I hate that they get, like, so much shit because they put out some great, great music. I don't care what anybody says. Like, it may be one or two songs, but damn if they didn't put out some good music that got me through some tough times. Like,. I that I mean I don't care like they're one of my all time favorites just because like they got me through some shit so mm-hmm. yeah, when it comes to religion I like to quote George Carlin like I I worship the sun the sun like other god I can see it I can appreciate the gift it give me and when I pray to it I get the game fifty percent success rate <laughs> <laughs> I was I thought you were gonna say uh, keep thine religion to thyself because that's the other one like what you, like that is yeah. one, like I have a few favorite Carlin bits that's a good but one too. that one where he just he, Cut the Ten Commandments down to two. That's great. And then he like well, he, he, he gets it to one, and then he's like, ah, two. Like, keep thine religion to thine self. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, that's good stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I there's this other podcast I listen to, and they, they dive into, like, cults and stuff. And it made me really just, like, hate the things that, like, religion has brought out in people and, like, horrible things that have been carried out in religion's name. So. Yeah. Like, I always get kind of annoyed with, like, People talk about how bad religion is. Like they'll, they'll go to like these extremes. Like, oh, this is this is how bad like Christians are. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? They there's some good out there too. They're just like it's not all like everybody's bad. My biggest thing is just like you don't get to be a piece of shit and then eat your cake too. Like I, I, that's my biggest hatred about certain religions is like you could be a horrible person all your life but as long as you repent at the end you get to go to heaven. It's like that's not that's not how that should work. Like you need to like don't be an asshole like you don't get to be an asshole and get everything too like that's not that's not cool like i don't think that that's how the world works i mean it is in some cases but and for for religion i don't think that's like the, the divine gift like at the end it's like just not don't be a horrible piece of garbage yeah. and like 
I think, you know, I think that's just something to live by. Just don't be horrible. Like, I could be an asshole at times, but. Believe what you want to believe, but practice it as well. Oh, yeah. Right. I'll always say, like, actually, like, the greatest Christian in the world was never pushed really religion on anybody, and that was uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Like, the dude, like, lived such a positive life, like, and he was, like, ordained minister, but instead of, like, going fully into ministry, he. He decided to take up television. He basically took a lot of people hated when I say this, but like he took like Christian values, but like put it where like we're going to take God out of it. We're just going to take the values part of it and say like treat people nicely and uh, all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, yeah, like fuck it. Like if you don't, don't want to worship Jesus, worship fucking Fred. Like he's a great guy. Well, I know one person who I've heard one person in particular I know he's like kind of like question like how he how Mr. Rogers was against homosexuality, but I think we might not know all the answers about that. But that's a different story. There's, a, I mean, we've progressed so far as like a group of people. Like things now are so far removed from how they were before. Like I remember like watching the the trailer for his documentary. Like when they were showing like him washing his feet with a black man. Like how that was so controversial yep. at the time. And it's like to us nowadays, it's like why would that be controversial like we're all like humans like come on like the race thing is so just for the same reason captain kirk kicking your hair like a controversial thing back it, the time. it just I, it, for its time it was what it was like and and those moments helped bring us to where we are now like you can't forget those moments like it's it's a big deal like and i we still got so far to go but i feel like it to me like hating somebody because of the color of their skin is just such a silly thought to me. Like just from how I was raised, like how my mom raised me, it's just, it's a silly thought to me. Mm -hmm. Like treat me nice. I'm going to treat you nice. Like I'm not going to hate you because you look different than me. Like I don't get that. I really don't. Yeah. I think even that, that could go in with religion too. Like we're just like, Oh, just because like you're, cause like when I hear people just kind of like go on against like Muslims, I'm like, do you actually know like Muslim is a, peaceful religion i don't think i said that right but whatever it is like being a muslim is, is a very very or i think islam or i don't fuck i'm just talking on my ass right now but i know it's a very peaceful religion like your extremist are the christian ku klux klan type thing like mm-hmm. that that doesn't represent every right there's a sect of them but it's not yeah. and they're they're the ones that give everybody a bad rap i mm-hmm. get it like well that, that, that's the thing that's the thing with pretty much anything the ones that seem to be the most vocal are the ones that are on that extreme side the vast majority don't follow that, but that can that's all you hear because they're the most vocal. Yeah. That's why stereotypes. So that's that whole echo chamber deal that I was talking about yeah. before. Like, echo chambers, just hate and all that kind of stuff. It all just bounces off and festers and just. Yeah. All right. Question number six for our Faith Five is uh, tailored. I kind of tailored around the one I thought about for you guys, maybe more for Butters here. Uh, Got to pick one. Favorite video game of all time. I'll start because it's it's a game that I've played multiple, multiple times. A runner-up is Tetris, but uh, only because it it's such a simple game, but a game that I'll go into like religiously every so much I'll just play again. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Um Dude, I honestly Yeah, the the a tough one. If I had to go back to a game that I have played over and over again and actually bought multiple copies of on various platforms. Final Fantasy X, probably. Okay. 
And that's not knocking any other Final Fantasy game. Final Fantasy VII is fantastic. I can't wait for that for that re-release to come out. Final Fantasy VIII, fuck that ending. But um, why did he get with Robin at the end? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I felt like it's another one of those. It's another one of those where the ending actually does kind of make sense if you play through the game. But to play that long and get that ending, I thought I I I, I just kind of pissed me off. I don't want to. If there's somebody out there that can actually play that, I don't want to spoil it any further than that. But I never played any of the Final Fantasies. I've only played uh, one like turn-based RPG like that, and that was a uh, Super Mario RPG. <laughs> I never liked the concept of the turn-based battling until I played South Park, and then it just it, it all clicked for me because it was South Park. Um, Both of those were fantastic. If I, games. Yeah, they were. If I had to choose one game, I'd probably the, the only game I've ever hundred percented was Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Um, and I, and I think that was just because I didn't want to go to work. So I just spent a lot of time working on that instead of going to work mm-hmm. series though, the WWE games since like the first PlayStation, I've played every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I've got, and I play them nonstop until the next one comes out. Mm-hmm. And like, I own all these other games. WWE is what I will play. 95% of the time. Like the only thing that ever took me away recently was Red Dead 2 and Spider-Man. And but still like WWE was my dominant. Like they've always been I love re- like wrestling that much that that's my game that I play is yeah. wrestling because I can build my own universe. Like that's the best thing they've done recently is they added universe mode so I can just make my own universe. Like I even have like my own company in it. Like you mm-hmm. can do everything with your own belts. That's that's my series, but my game I'd probably say Red Dead because I I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. on that and I really loved the characters and like everything was really fun with that. I think for me, series it's my current like rekindling of Gears of War. Gears is really good. I, I'm excited. I my buddy and I he's he's been a PlayStation guy all his life. Uh-huh. So with the Game Pass having all of them. We both got that because he has an Xbox One now. And we went back through and played Remastered uh, 2. We're on 3 now. We just got to the part where the one character was killed off that he played the whole time. So he was real. Yeah. And I wanted it to be that way because I wanted it to hit him hard because it hit me hard. Like, I love that character. Mm. And it hit hard when it happened the first time i was so upset yeah so it and i and we played a little bit after that but it hasn't like i feel like he he took he kind of took it hard because like yeah, yeah. It, it hasn't been the same we haven't really played it since and i really want to get the four before five comes out and uh four is good and also you can throw in two but it's not necessary a judgment i don't like baird so judgment instantly was like a fuck that guy i don't want to play that game with him but they also changed the controller the controls to be more uh call of duty because uh, like i like it for one reason though okay like i don't like you can only have two weapons period like uh and sometimes it's like you can have two like bigger weapons or like it has to be one and then like a, a handgun um but the fact that the grenade is now just a bumper button it's so much easier. Okay. Like, so if like I'm, that's the only reason why I liked it because I was like able to like if I wanted to just throw a grenade, like boom, I just throw it. Um, but to begin with, because I I went really quick from one to judgment, and I was just like first like couple chapters like hitting the wrong button. I'm like, God damn it! And then when I went back to remastered, I was like hitting like the bumper for grenade. I'm like, damn it, wrong fucking controls. But the thing that I love for me because like I bought 
my first 360 literally right before two came out. I started one, but then a friend of mine was like, ah, we're all going to get on two. And like, like just, just play from two. And one was like a little bit harder, like just my first game off. Yeah. It wasn't as polished. Well, well not, it's not as polished. And like, it was a little harder with not knowing much about three. Like it was literally like, like I said, my first game. Okay. So then I quickly went to two, beat two fairly quick. Never went back to one. Three came out, beat three. And then like one, like just sat there. Then before four came out, I tried beating before at some point I tried to beat one again, got like halfway through, abandoned it, never went back to it. Four came out, beat it, took like two years, just chipping away at it from time to time. And then like, I just have so many times where I just put it away. I'm like, ah, eh, like I never, I don't get for like months, beat it. Then I was like, all right, let me go be, go finally beat one, beat one. And I was like, all right, let me play judgment, beat judgment. Play fucking remastered within a day and beat it. I'm like, why couldn't one be this easy? And there's like an ad, there's an added mission that was in that was in the PC version, not the original version. Mm-hmm. So it was just like the first time I uh, played uh, Rad, the main boss played against him, just died and died and died and died, and like literally took me a handful of times to beat him on remastered. I was like, son of a bitch. All right, this one's been going long enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? When when's it dropping? This week. Okay. Uh Thursday. Okay, go Sunday, July twenty first, Dropkick Diabetes Five, the Cacken Club of Youngton, Ohio. I will be refereeing on that show. Probably could probably get the hell out of you. But yeah. we'll be refereeing on that show. Happy one year anniversary of uh Anne Frank. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the Cacken Club, Youngton, Ohio, five o'clock. We're gonna talk about that on Not Ready for Primetime Reckling, which is gonna drop Actually the Four o'clock doors open. Four thirty is the transformer turmoil, and then five o'clock would probably be the main show, right? Five o'clock the main show. Okay, so get there at four when the doors open, so you can see the battle royal. Okay, okay. and also of course our show, not ready for prime time wrestling. Yep, uh, it's on Twitter at not ready the number four PTW. Also Facebook dot com forward slash not ready the number four PTW. I, I believe the URL for that is not ready for ptw.podbean.com. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, come listen to us talk about stuff and then have random silences while we watch stuff. Yeah, it's available We're on. We're getting better about it, but. Yeah. Available on Google Play, Podcast Addict, pretty much every, everything but iTunes at this point. So. Did you find a way around that? Because you were having trouble for the longest. Did you, like, end up with, like, an RSS feed or whatever? Oh, yeah, I just found your guys' RSS feed. And, like, if you have Apple Podcast, um, you can just add, as I'm pulling mine up to just know it, you hit edit, and then you can add a podcast by URL. And it's not like, since you guys are Podbean, like, I know how it works. And it's uh, the Podbean address slash feed. And, like, that's it. Like, I, I sometimes I hate it when, like, you're too smart about something and, like, you're not thinking about a property. Like, because I remember, like, when you guys going on, when you guys going on. And then, like, literally before you, you actually said something, I was like, motherfucker i know i can get an rss feed and just throw it in there just i'm kind of like you're not on the app i want on the app i can't find for some reason it's not going through like you know he tried i haven't messed with it yet but like reading it i was just like man this sounds like a headache i don't feel like dealing with it today but because you got to like link it to this and do this and i'm like well he kind of started all that so i don't know any of his information to try to link it to do things and i'm like i'm just kind of over yeah, it I, I went through it like three times and never got an email saying you're approved and we got an email saying hey there's an issue just, just got there i gave up after the third try but we are on spotify which is how i listen to all my podcasts so yep 
You're looking at pretty much anything but iTunes. And again, if you have the RF feed, there you go. About iHeartRadio. We are on iHeartRadio. Are we? In fact. Cool. Right. I didn't know that. Now, was that before or after? That was recent, actually. I okay. Stumbled okay. Onto, I stumbled onto that, actually. <laughs> Sounds like me. I was Googling wrestling cheers, and I got a link from iHeartRadio, and I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think, I don't even think, I don't even think mine was Google. I think I bumped, I think I accidentally hit the iHeartRadio button, and the link came up. I went, what? Cool. But you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. You can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Please check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The IndieCast, Center Stage, Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, the co-host wrestling show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Sore, and of course, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. And check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Stash, Powerslam.tv, use Russian Cheers all one word and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Wrestle Void, Keon Sports, Stay Tough, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That. We'll do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you're deaf, dumb, and blind, like Anne Frank. Later. <laughs> Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like you get a Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows you're there.